Good. I'm not looking to get day drunk. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of This Is My Bourbon Podcast, where we discuss the spirit of Kentucky. My name is Perry. Thank you guys for being here. I had a weird energy at the start of that. I'm sorry. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being here. 60s game show host. All right. Uh, so we have uh, Chad and Sarah back for the first time in a while. Welcome back, guys. Thanks for having us it's back. It's bourbon night. No. <laughs> guys, how you been? Good. I think the last time I saw you all, I was uh, on the floor. <laughs> Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah, at, yes. my, at my graduation Harry tour. graduated. <laughs> and I, had, I don't think you'd made it to the floor yet. And no, he definitely not, celebrated. I celebrated yeah. a little too much. No, that's okay. That's okay. It was a good time. You only graduate yeah. once from college, so. That's right. Unless you go to grad school. Unless, Correct. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh my gosh. You only graduate from college first for the one time. Correct. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I know exactly what you meant. It was just a very roundabout way of saying it. It was. Anyway. Words. They're not my friend today. Um. So, as we always do on the show, we drink, and I have poured something special and a surprise for Chad and Sarah um, for this. Oh, we don't know. Okay. Opener. You don't know. It's not Old Granddad 114. So, that's the bottle it was in, and I must have missed that comment before. Yes. I'm remembering now when you said that, I must have been doing something Yeah, else. it is not Old Granddad 114, even though it is in the Old Granddad 114 bottle. Um, I will tell you nothing about it until we have experienced it together. It smells like it's from the 80s. Smells like a nineteen eighties, maybe seventies. Interesting. <laughs> I want to know if this is what we had at your graduation. It party. is not what we had. It was not the uh, early times. Um, that was good. Bourbon. That was one of the best bourbons I think. I've it ever was so had. good. Uh, I <laughs> was hoping the, it would be this. Yeah. <laughs> this reminds me of something. We actually just had that. Um, I had uh, Chris and Brian from the Carolina Whiskey Society mm-hmm. um, on. When this episode comes out, this it will have been last week's episode that I'm talking about. Um, but anyway, we actually drank some of the the uh, uh, early times on there too, and they were floored. Nice. Um, but well, thanks for sharing that with us on course, your special yeah, day. It was, a, and as my dad said, there's no better time to open it than right now. And I was like, "You're right. That's right. <laughs> You're darn suiting." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get like toasted almonds, chocolate, obviously caramel, and I get like a little bit of faint licorice, mm-hmm. which is. I, I like the other things better, and they're more upfront, but the licorice is, like, slightly off-putting because I hate licorice, so that's just me. <laughs> Absolutely hate it. Do you guys get a lot of heat on the nose? Because there is a, just a hair of, like, ethanol burn. For sure. There's some warmth. But, I, you know, I think yeah. that's, that might be the Glencairn glass. I think you get a lot, a lot of that just channeled right up yeah. at you. But I get, yeah, definitely some, some caramelization. Yeah, I get some, some brown sugar, some heavy, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Would you, guys, would you guys like to try it? Yeah. I would like to okay, try let's it. Let's do try that. It. Yeah. All right, here we go. Oh, it's easy. It mm. is easy. I still get the almonds, too. Mm-hmm. Um, there, it is a slight a, spiciness. Yeah, a, a mm. very slight spiciness. It is also pretty prevalently sweet mm-hmm. I would sweeter say. than i was expecting mm-hmm. and i think by the nose i thought it was going to be higher proof than it is yeah on the 
on the taste. I don't think mm-hmm. it's as high proof as I thought. I was a little surprised by that. What would you think the proof is? 100. Okay. I'd say mid-90s. Yeah. Has a little bit of a building heat to it. It does, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And I think once it hits the back of the palate too, is where a lot of the flavors tend to shine through. Yeah, um, it's a uh, could, it could be a hundred. A little bit of a, I think, kind of a clove spice. Yeah, a little bit. It's not as aggressive as hair. pepper. It's mm-hmm. a little more subdued, but mm-hmm. still in there. Yeah, yeah. It's tasty. I like it. Yeah, I'm not super crazy about the finish. I think the finish could it it, it almost gets a little not bitter, but kind of has a weird aftertaste on the on the mm-hmm. finish but i mean overall i think it's a pretty yeah i enjoy pretty it. decent fun little drinker yeah i appreciate it it's yeah. not like the, my favorite thing i've ever had but sure. I, I would definitely drink this yeah mm-hmm. so do you guys want to know what this is i do want to know what yeah. this is. okay you will never be able to buy this okay and cool. the reason is I'll because show you. the reason is because <laughs> this is a blend of three different bourbons what? I blended three different weeded bourbons. You did? Together. Yes. This hmm. is Perry's equal, blend. Equal parts. Um, equal parts Weller 90, Old Fitz, Bottled and Bond, and Maker's Mark Cast Strength. Really? Oh, yes. wow. So you don't know what the proof is? <laughs> it's about 100. Yeah. Nice. Wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah. right right about 100 proof. Um Good job, Perry. I'm Thank so you. proud of you. <laughs> I was like, you know, I really want to do this something is, different. And I enjoy it. It's yeah, unique. I, yeah. I was uh, I was pleasantly surprised with the outcome, and I was kind of doing some experimentation around mm-hmm. too with like, um, like I had tried Weller 107 with uh, the Maker's Cast Strength, and then um, Larceny mm-hmm. too, and that was awful. Like it just <laughs> it was such a terrible. Like you know how after when you have like a real bad tasting aftertaste, yeah, and it just that sticks was like with you. It, it was that all the way through. The way. Like it mm. was nothing but just this gross taste. And like I found this nice little home at the hundred proof mm-hmm. with this blend. And, it's really uh, nice. No, yeah. that's good. I'm so proud. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> no, it's really it's funny because I feel like when Chad and I we did an episode on our poor man's pappy recipe, mm-hmm. and when we were developing that, we we're sitting at this table right here that we're sitting at now, and. Um, I don't even know how many different ratios and combos we tried. We knew it was going to be these two plus something. And by the end of it, we finally landed on something. We were like, oh, this is awesome. But then I was like, do we think it's awesome because we're drunk or because it's awesome? <laughs> and it was actually very good. Yeah. But I just yeah. thought that night was funny because we just like kept going and going. And we were like, this is it. This is the best. <laughs> well, you guys won a competition with it, too. So we I did. Mean, it we did. Yeah. yeah. Really oh, good. man. I wish we would do that again. We beat out like... We were, I think it was like 15 people or something like yeah, that. It was I mean, a lot. Over we, 10 for sure. Uh-huh. Uh, I was going to say like 12 12 maybe. recipes yeah. maybe. Yeah. yeah. We won. That was a big day for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You finally piloted a stardom. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it was good. No, I said it was, it tasted old to me, like from another era because. Which I thought was kind of fun. Well, yeah, because <laughs> when I've tasted stuff from like the 70s and 80s, it's always had this much more of a caramel or a caramelized mm-hmm smell yeah. to it. And it's got like this depth that I feel like you just can't capture. And a little bit of this must, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I agree. Completely wrong, but that's what I was picking up. <laughs> Do you think it's funny that I asked you that this is this what we tried at your graduation, though? Because I... I, that was after I nosed it. <laughs> yeah, I did think it was kind of funny. And like, I actually did think about 
blinding you guys again with that. But I was like, no, I want to try something a little bit different. Well, good work. Yeah, thank you. This has been sitting around for probably about a month and a half now. <clears throat> oh, um, nice. So, so it's, it's mingled. Been, oh, yes. Very well. Very mm-hmm. well mingled. They're acquainted with each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to recreate this at home, um, like I said, it's the Weller 90. Um or just Weller Special Reserve. I don't know why I'm calling it Weller 90. I've never done that before it's in my okay. entire life. Um, <laughs> just regular old fits, bottled and bond, not the um, not the 11 year that just came out. Um, although I would be interested in trying that in, in the mix here too. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Maker's Mark Cast Strength, which was, uh, the, the one that I used was like 110.9 proof or something like that. How much did that run you? Do you remember? Uh, the Maker's Mark Cask was... $40, $45, so, something like that. And then the other, I mean, if on the shelf, you so should be able to get. Five? No. There's a fifth? Yeah, there's a place in, in huh. Richmond where you can get a fifth of Maker's Casks for, Maker's Cask for like $40. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, theoretically, you should have gotten the Weller Special Reserve for 20 20 25 yeah. And then the old fits for another twenty, probably something, something like like twenty five. So basically, for under eighty dollars, you made your own fabulous creation that yeah. we just both mistaken for <laughs> something way older than what it actually is. So, and total what? It's probably only there. You like, have it. Yeah. yeah. I mean. Yeah. Ignorance is bliss. This is delicious. <laughs> <laughs> old Perry's recipe. <laughs> old Perry Reserve. Old, old Rip Par- Van Pappy <laughs> or old, Perry. Old Jeez. Rip Van Perry. <laughs> Perry Van Winkles. Yeah. Special. That's good because it's weeded. I like that. You should Actually make a fake label it. and put that on. I might it. have to do it. That's adorable. I, I love it. it. Yeah. It's good. Perry Van Winkle. Perry Van Winkle. <laughs> we'll just take a picture of you sitting in a chair smoking a cigar. Oh, that's great. And we'll put yeah. that on there. Yeah. yeah. And the best part is you can design this, Perry. <laughs> yeah, because I know how to do it. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so. I'm really happy with this. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm also getting a lot of that caramel now, too, at the, like as it's kind of opened up. And mm-hmm. it's mingling pretty well with the, um, those dark nuts. I didn't get any licorice on the taste, no, so that was a bonus. Well, the sweetness makes sense, being a weeder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, For totally. Sure. <clears throat> okay, so uh, to kick things off, i got to ask you guys, as I normally do, what you been drinking recently? What you been drinking? Um, I have been super into... Um, some very specific Knob Greeks lately. Mm-hmm. Um, one being, uh, we got a, this is for people who aren't in Lexington, I'm sorry, because you can't have this, but um, <laughs> it's called the Bunning Barrel Pick from uh, Hops to Go. Mm-hmm. And I, when we tried it in, we tried it at the store um, and I bought a bottle because I really liked it. And I didn't realize how much I liked it till I got it home. And I've drank like most of the bottle <laughs> in maybe I've had it for like a month. And that for me, that's a lot. Like it's my go-to right now. That's and really then crazy. Chad so generously just bought me a bottle of the Knob Creek uh, rye, the cast drink rye. Aww. And um, I'm it's going down pretty good too. Yeah. So I think I might just be on like a Jim Beam Higher Proof kick because I've been really into Booker's lately too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And which is weird because it's summer and you would think I would want something lighter, but right. no. Right. Nope. I uh, had the Knob Creek uh, Cast Strength Rye recently, too. And um, I think it might be my favorite so far from, from 2018. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to have to put that in a list. Mm. Um, oh, I already have my list think, going for, <laughs> for this think, year. Well, shoot. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. Oh, well, I love the regular Knob Creek Rye. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's a great value. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're not sure if you want to buy it, because it's a bit more... It's like double what, 60, 70? No. No? Wait, what? The, the, the cast strength. Right? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. yeah, 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 60. Yeah, it's like 60. Yeah. So it's basically double mm-hmm. the, you know, 
lower proof. I'd get the lower proof first if you like it. I'd definitely say it's worth yeah. it. It's really good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. What have I been drinking besides stuff for the show? Um, <laughs> I'm still working on a handle of uh, Weller Antique 107. Very nice. And a go-to. I also like yeah. to pull that out of the cabinet whenever Chad's out <laughs> running errands or whatever. Yeah. Let's work on this a little. <laughs> and... Mm, yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm still kind of on the rye kick mm-hmm. a little bit, you know. Yeah, and you guys just finished up your uh, yeah, rye flight the, the sixth series. and final. We did. Yeah, flight fight. you guys seemed like you were having a lot of fun by the end of that last <laughs> episode. <laughs> <laughs> that this booger's rye is the best thing I've ever had. <laughs> well, do you, speaking of your graduation, do you remember having the booger's oh, yes. rye? Oh, yes, I do. That okay. was early I remember, on. That no, was no, early. I remember... Everything up until the second time I went upstairs. The floor incident. <laughs> yes. Okay. Good, good. Oh, no. The Booker's Rye was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, so good. And I, I think I remember I think I remember it well enough to say that it drank more like a bourbon than it did a rye, mm-hmm. um, which I really like, you know, because I primarily drink bourbon, of course. Um, but... It, it's one of those unattainable things now in life where I'm mm-hmm. going to always go, hey, I really wish I could have another beer. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I saw a guy offering a bottle recently for like $1,200. And honestly, based on the way markups are going, it doesn't surprise me. No. It's delicious, but I think you'd be insane to pay that. I wouldn't pay that just like I wouldn't pay that much for Pappy no. that normally runs yeah. for, you know, yeah. $100 or $200. Yeah. So I had an opportunity when it first came out to buy a bottle for like 400 $25. Which now is a steal. Is a complete steal because it was a $400 bottle. Yeah. Uh, or is it $300? I can't remember. I think it might have been $300. Um, but yeah, it was like barely a markup. Mm-hmm. And I was like, eh, it's too expensive. <laughs> you know, because I hadn't had and, it at that time. And now time. you probably would have jumped on oh, it. Oh, man. I told you. Did I have a full bottle of that? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Ugh. Oh. But oh well. <laughs> Those Hindsight. days are gone. We'll never have it again. <laughs> but oh we well. All. Move on. Here we <laughs> are. Yeah. Um, what I've been drinking, um, I've had a lot of the JTS Brown recently. Hmm. Interesting. Just, yeah. I mean, just kind of as a hanging out, something to go to. Mm-hmm. And then another one, too. Um, same uh, uh, range of product, another cheap Bottle and Bond Heaven Hill product, um, TW Samuels. Hmm. Have you guys ever had it? Uh, is that a bourbon or a whiskey? Bourbon. It is a bourbon? Yeah. Okay. So it's another bottled and bond bourbon from, uh, um, from Heaven Hill. Interesting. I can't recall ever having had it. No. You can get a handle of it at Total Wine I've for less than $20. It. Nice. Yeah, um, I've seen it. Is it I another 36-month bourbon? It doesn't taste young. Yeah. Okay. Um, it, it actually tastes very reminiscent of Elijah Craig. Really? To me. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I'll yeah. pick some of that up. Yeah, and we'll I, try think it that, out. I think that's why I've gravitated towards it so much is because I've just been on such an Elijah Craig kick. Uh, well, Elijah Craig too is what I've been drinking. Uh, but I've been on such an Elijah Craig kick that I found something that was pretty similar to it in profile, mm-hmm. but at higher proof. Mm-hmm. And cheaper. <laughs> right. So, like, yeah. Like, I can't lose. No, it's a triple threat. I don't know what to do. Yeah. yeah I mean, I just love, like, bottom shelf buy. I just love I the Heaven too. Hill green label yeah. so much. Yeah. It's yep. got a special place in my heart. Actually, I just bought a Elijah Craig barrel pick over there. Oh, did you? Yeah, from, 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 Total from Total Wine. Wine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Oh, it is It is pretty good. Mm-hmm. I was kind of worried about it. Like, I saw it, and I was like... <sighs> Yeah, I could take I could take a big roll of the dice for ten dollars more at Total Wine than what I could get a regular 
bottle of Elijah Craig mm-hmm. for it. I thought right. it was weird that they marked it up that much mm-hmm. to like thirty three dollars and yeah. like their regular Elijah Craig for twenty three. Yeah, but that's um, their prices right now are just ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, it makes it hard not to go in and just buy cases. Like, yeah. and that's what they want, I guess. Well, yeah. sure, yeah. sure. And yeah. I keep I keep coming back to this too. How do they make money? Uh, they're not. I heard a rumor <laughs> that they are going to lose a half a million dollars in the first quarter because of how low their prices are. But they wanted to do that because by wow. dropping their prices so low, they generate a word of mouth and basically a reputation and a, a get people to adopt a behavior pattern of going there. Right. So basically, you could kind of consider it as a, a half a million dollar marketing campaign. Sure. You know, for for a launch, which sure. is not unheard of. So, I mean, think about it. You were th- you've been there a couple times in the past week. You go there a lot. Yeah. Like you all are talking about it right now. So you're doing their work for them, and yeah. all they had to do was drop their prices so low. That's true. Now that means that they will go back up at some point. But mm. by then, you'll be trained to go to Total Wine because you'll be like in your brain, oh, they have the lowest prices. Yeah, but you'll remember. Like I remember when this 101 was 16.29, and but now it's ever- 22 dollars. But even if they raise that 101 back up to Eighteen dollars. It's still the cheapest where you're going to find it. Yeah. So that's true. Yeah. You know, I mean, even if they, they raise stay... Elijah Craig back up to twenty five or twenty six, it's yeah. still going to be the cheapest anywhere you can find it. But yeah. they're long, making a few dollars more. As long so. as they stay the lowest price. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think that it's sustainable. You know, I mean, I, that six months from now, there's no way that it's, it's going to be. Mm-hmm. But again, you know, that's just part of their place, launch but, strategy. Yeah, sure, I assume. Sure, and that's I'm fine. speaking with no, absolutely no hard <laughs> facts or references. So if I'm wrong. Please don't hate me. <laughs> These are things that I've don't heard. Don't at her. These are things that I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. Don't at me. Don't at <laughs> At will work for bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what do you guys want to drink next? Something fun. Okay. So I let's brought along. Let's do this. You want to do the Calumet? Yeah. Okay. Um, so this is the Calumet Farm single rack black <laughs> batch number one. I, I don't know. It's 12 years old. I think single rack is such a very clever marketing term for small, small batch. batch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. A single rack. A single oh. rack's worth of barrels. Right. Uh, so not, not even that they came from the same rack. It's just a single's <laughs> rack worth. So if a rack can hold 20 barrels, you could say this is a 20 barrel. Oh, you're not far off. It held 19 barrels. Well, yeah. there you go. Look at you, Chad. Dag on, I'm Look good. Look at you. All right, so I've not had this before. Let's see what kind of cork pop we get. Okay, that's all right. Yeah. I think I've had, I think we had this at a tasting bar. I've had, I've had no Calumet You know what? You're right. We did have this at a tasting (laughs) bar. And we were good. I won't tell you what happened until after we taste it. Oh, we're full of secrets today on the show. Well, you did it to us. (laughs) Do it to you. No, you're right. Yeah, it's only, it's only fair. Mm -hmm. It's only fair. It's only fair. So as we're getting our, our pour on. Uh, which is a very strange phrase, and actually might wind up on a shirt eventually. Get, 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 get my drink on. Um, our our topic for the day. Thank you, Sarah. Is that enough? Yeah, that's plenty. Okay. Um, we're gonna do something different, which which I've never I've never done before on the show, <coughs> and we're gonna look at this list from Food and Wine, which claims to rank the twenty five most important bourbons ever made. And <laughs> we all have some pretty strong feelings about some of this. Um, a little bit of background on it. Uh, it was compiled by, what did we say, 23 different um, people in the industry? Something like that. 29? Hit- um, something between 20 to 30 people. 20, 23. Um, says, the, and, and the top one was uh, 
Oh, by the way, um, if you want to find this list and kind of follow along with it, I'm going to put it in the show notes. 23. Um, yeah. Um, 17 of 23 people um, chose the, the number one. Any guesses as who was on the well, it <laughs> who said, was on the 17th? It said each participant <laughs> named five to ten bourbons that made a difference, not their favorite bourbons or the ones they thought tasted best, but those bottles that were influential, innovative, or otherwise held a significant place in bourbon history. Right. right. So, and there, the... Uh, panel of experts as they put it includes master distillers whiskey writers slash historians and then whiskey bar owner owners or whiskey store owners um the distillers include like fred no and chris morris and jimmy russell and bill samuels um and then the writers are chuck coward cowdery i always say his Cowdery. 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 Mm-hmm. okay chuck cowdery sorry chuck <coughs> um fred minnick of course um dave wandrick uh, and then they have uh, bar owners from all across the uh, the United States as well. Um, I think so, it's a little uh, peculiar that Michael Veach isn't on there as a bourbon historian. Too. I'm like, hmm. I think it is too. What happened? Um, <laughs> so before we even get into this, I have to ask you guys, it, is there any need for a list like this? Like where, who is going, you know what? We really should <laughs> try to whittle it down to 25 bourbons that are most well, important. Well, people love lists and they click on lists, sure. you know, and I think it's when you're running a, a website. It's content. It's content. That people will <laughs> click. Yeah. Now, um, not, whether not, is it valuable content? I mean. Yeah, not this, necessarily would it be called clickbait, but, you know. It's pure opinion. It's awfully close. I mean, everything's opinion, but this is opinion about something that, like like they said, it's not their favorite or what they thought tasted best. Right. This is just influential or, you know, it's like, I don't know. Like, I took a lot of film classes in college and it's like, well, what are the best movies versus what are the most influential, iconic right. movies? You right. know, everyone says Citizen Kane is like one of the best movies ever, but not because everyone likes to sit down and watch Citizen Kane, <laughs> but because it changed film forever. Right. Which makes it important, but not necessarily the best. Whereas Star Wars, Star, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars <laughs> does both. Does both. Right. Does both. I'm going to yeah. talk like this for the rest of the podcast. Oh, great. No, no, please. No, 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 no. I found you. I found you. I found you, Master Bruce. video of Michael Caine doing his Michael Caine impression? No. It's amazing. Okay, well, we're going to have to watch that later. Yeah, I'll probably have to put that in the show notes as well. Watch that later. But yeah, I don't think this list... Of important bourbons is super important, I but it either. is something fun to talk about. How yeah, influential is this list? <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a list about that. Let's have a list of the most influential, influential articles. Yeah, yeah, about bourbon. Yeah, so I'll let you draw your own conclusions about this calumet. Uh, I can see by your terrible. face. Yeah. Well, it smells like fresh cut bananas. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Like, and I don't like. I, go ahead. Not ripe banana peel. Yeah, mm-hmm, I don't, mm-hmm. and I'm not a huge banana fan. Like I'll eat them. But I just, like, I don't ever really crave bananas. And so this is immediately kind of making me go, ugh. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I keep staring so. at this single rack, and I'm thinking, rack city, rack, rack city. <laughs> single rack, 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 single rack city. I want to see a really, like, low-quality <coughs> produced commercial. Oh, I could do that. Oh, okay. my gosh, that would <laughs> be so fun. green screen. Oh, my <gasps> gosh, I would love it. This <laughs> bottle has, I think, too much bling on it or oh, going absolutely. on. It's like gold foil, but it also has this little banner <laughs> hanging over the side of it. Single rack, rack city. <laughs> it's got gold on the front label, gold on the neck. It's just, uh, I don't know. It's like too much. It's would like, you call that bottle bulbous? I would call it yes. a little desperate. Oh, bulbous. Bulbous? Yeah. I think mm-hmm. it's bulbous. I, it, it's hard to transport. 
It doesn't fit. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't fit, fit anything. anything. And it gets everywhere. <laughs> okay, I, I'm scared to take a drink of this, but... Go for it. Uh, and that's what it tastes like. It just tastes it's, like something else. It's dry. It's extremely dry. It's dry. It shoots, I think it goes right to the back of your tongue. Mm-hmm. It's a little bitter. It's actually... Excuse me. That was unrelated. I have allergies <laughs> right now. It's um, unflavorful, I feel like. I think oh, yeah. it's... It tastes thin. It does. It has like this... It has like one it's trick. It's one note. Up, yeah, yeah. W- up its sleeve. And that's mm. the initial pow to yeah. the back of your tongue. And then it's just like gone. It's 94 that. proof. Uh, yeah. So the story was that we were going to buy it. We had it in our hands. <laughs> we were at Liquor Barn. And we were walking up to the register... And I think we were buying sandwiches. So for some reason, we went over to the deli where they do yeah. the um, tasting. tasting right. And we were like, oh, it's on the tasting bar. Well, while we're here waiting for our sandwiches, we should go ahead and just get a sample Might of it well. to make sure that this is going to live up to our expectations. Because we were sold. Mm-hmm. And we put it back. Oh, I don't blame you. Yeah. I don't blame so, you. This is another one I got secondhand. So nice. I'm uh, happy I didn't pay anything for mm-hmm. this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's... Um, I hate the finish on it. Too. I mean, it's not the worst thing I've ever had, but no, no. it's not because so- we've had the the Woodford cherry smoked barley. Oh my god, <laughs> that may be one of the worst. You know, I don't remember had. that at all, so I think I blocked it out of my memory. Like, I <laughs> well, lucky for you, I still have a little sample from. Swan. I think about it time uh, so, to time, and I just okay. get a little. <laughs> well, have you have you heard our episode on it? <laughs> no. Oh, you should. Okay. Uh, because I had already spent a very long day at Keeneland before I went and drank that, and it. Did not go well. But I will say that much. You know what mm-hmm. is good? Is their batch proof. Yeah, you guys just did an encore yeah. thing of that. Which will have, you know, been a couple of weeks by the time this episode comes That's out. That's true. But mm-hmm. yeah, it seems like you guys were pretty big fans of the, it. I mean, the bottle is the beautiful. Yeah. The liquid inside is great. I just think that the price is it should be more Stupid. it should be under a hundred. Yeah. Definitely. In my opinion. I think around eighty bucks. But I have new information about that. What is your new information? Um so James was telling me this. He's James Wolverton. James Wolverton. He was... Uh, Your friendly neighborhood total wine bourbon specialist. Right. <laughs> he heard it on um, another podcast. Sorry, Perry. Uh, but it's okay. <laughs> we, we don't we, speak of other podcasts. We like to acknowledge <laughs> other podcasts. They here. do like, exist. Um, they're actually, out there. I'm actually having a bourbon pursuit on in a few oh, weeks. Oh, cool. Oh, that's so, awesome. Yeah. Cool. Um, Be on the lookout for that. That the, um, the assistant master distiller, mm-hmm. I forget her name. But yeah, um, she said, "Oh, Elizabeth McCall." I there think. you go. Yes. Something yeah, like that's that. It. That's she it. said that I want to uh, beat her. The high, <laughs> the high proof of the Woodford didn't react well in their normal bottle. It was just too much for it, and it wasn't holding up well in that bottle. Interesting. I don't know what that means. Sustainable enough. Don't ask me to explain the so physics behind weird. it. So that's why they went with it. I mean, that could just be a big line. But <laughs> <laughs> that's why they went with the more, you know, the master. Well, we were yeah. saying, like, how, I mean, like, for example, the Knob Creek Cast Strength Rye that just came out is right. in their normal bottle. Mm-hmm. I would love it if Woodford would do this, you know, bourbon, this batch-proof bourbon in a regular Woodford bottle and not char- and charge $80 for it because I would buy it. Well, apparently they can't, and I just they use air quote, quotes. can't. <laughs> okay. I, Science. We don't know. Science. I wonder it if ain't through the bottle. I wonder if it has something to do with the quality of the, the glass. Maybe. You know? I mean, it's entirely possible, but it's not like it's batch-proof, but it's not like it's 139.5. No. No. Yeah, 125.8. not unheard of. And they've got the little squatty potty bottle. Or the squatty <laughs> bottle. <laughs> I guess there's no potty involved with that. Just squatty bottle. 
But it's squatty more fun to say squatty potty. <laughs> the little squatty bottle that the double oak is in now. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know. know why that tickled we me got, so bad. Yeah, we got off on a tangent. What were we? Oh, the yeah, list. We were going to get back to the list. Yeah, okay. <laughs> the actual topic. Well, it's good so, that we got that out of our system before we get into this list. Yeah, because there's a lot to, to Brace yourself for multiple tangents. <laughs> yeah, and we're not going to go number by number. It, like, we're really going to focus on the top 10, but we wanted to at least hit a couple of the other 15 that are on here. And I think the first one I really do want to bring up is number think, 25, which is the flavored bourbons. Okay. Yeah. Which is an oxymoron. Well, not right. an oxymoron, but it's a... It's a contradictory it's statement. It's a contradictory right, statement. Right, because it's the top most important or influential, and it's not bourbon. Yeah. But it was released by distilleries, and then became... I think it, you know, is influential because it supported the industry in a time when it was dying. No one was buying yeah. bourbon. Right? No one was buying bourbon, so they made wild turkey American honey, and mm-hmm. people loved it, and that's what kept those places somewhat on the map, I think, in my opinion. Yeah. One of my, and and this, I think, this number has my favorite line, I think, on the entire list, which is, but this is a list of important bourbons, not necessarily good ones. (laughs) Yeah. Which just sets the bar so low (laughs) for the rest of the list. I don't even think it was called uh, American Honey back then. I forget what it was called, because this came out in 1976. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But it was obviously flavored whiskey, not... Bourbon, because you yeah. can't flavor bourbon. Mm-hmm. I think, um, interesting. I mean... I don't think I've ever had it. Have you? Yes. Yeah, have you? I have too. Yeah. It's not bad. I mean, it's, it's, not, it, it's just like... I understand why people like it. I just personally don't, because it's too sweet. Mm-hmm. And it's too low proof for me. Yeah, I agree. I just yeah. want my and, bourbon how I want it. And I, like, um, as I was growing up in my bourbon drinking journey... Started off drinking Jim Beam honey. <laughs> yeah, hey, like, that's just, fine. Just straight up. And I mean, like, it was a pretty easy way of introducing me into drinking yeah. just straight bourbon. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, I think that's its purpose. Yeah, and I think that's fine. Which makes it but, influential. Yeah. It, is it, does that make it like one of the most important bourbons, though? Apparently good enough to make 25th of 25. Sure, sure. <laughs> I mean, I would call Woodford Reserve influential because of that fact. I kind of call it a stepping stone. Yeah. Yeah, and and Woodford's not even on this list. It's not. Nope. Which I think is really, really strange. I also think that's a little strange. Yeah. I might not have put Woodford top 10, but in a top 25 list, I probably would have put I think it should have been up there. you know, a go-to for beginners. It's, yeah, it's the one you... A gateway you bourbon. Spend, <laughs> yeah, no, you drop that though. full thirty bucks for the first time on a bourbon. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Woodford, again, probably. Yep. Yeah, you yep. know, and you're like, again, I think I told this before, but I went to a uh, New Year's Eve party at someone's house, and I brought a brand new bottle of Woodford, and everyone was so impressed. Like, wow, you have Woodford? That's that's kind of an expensive <laughs> bourbon. You're gonna this is for everyone? I'm like, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> and Woodford, uh, excuse me, the Woodford Double Oak, though, mm-hmm. I mean, is a good step up from. For sure. You know, and yeah. I think that's... When you're a, ready a, to graduate. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, skimming through more of the, the 25, the Weller line at number 21? Uh-huh. I don't even know if Weller needs to be on this list, honestly. I mean, I guess you could say it's important because how it's risen to fame and how everybody... It's a household name now, sure. like in Bourbon. Sure. So I guess you could say that. I mean, I think it's interesting that its shelf price is like less than $40 in almost every case, sometimes less than 30 for any of the three Wellers. I bought one today for $28. Yeah. 
So you've you got jerk. that. <laughs> you've got something that goes for $28 being sold on secondary for 200 well, or 12 Right, yeah. So I, I think, I mean, it do, it, it's infamous. Mm-hmm. When you say Weller, people know. Well, it's yeah. a byproduct of the Pappy craze, and it kind of trickled is. down. It's trickled yep. down hype. Mm-hmm. Economics. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, it's it's on this list for the same reason why Pappy is on the list a lot closer to number one. It's because the um, the reach and the profile of people who aren't necessarily bourbon drinkers knowing about it sure. because of poor man's pappy. Sure. Oh, you can't find pappy, you find Weller, and you make your own pappy. Or mm-hmm. you're drinking the same recipe as pappy, just not aged yeah. as long as... Uh, so, I, saw, you know. I saw somebody recently say, or ask, like, if I mixed the Weller 12 and the 107 together, would it taste like pappy? And then somebody commented under, under it and said... It would taste like Weller. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes like it's mixed Weller. It would taste like two Wellers mixed together. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it, it... But in some cases, that might end up tasting better to you than Patty. Sure. sure. And yeah. it's all about experience, too. Yeah. It's all about, you know, finding what you like and, mm-hmm. you know, working your way through but I it. But do, I do think it belongs on the list because of how well-known it is. Yeah. So, That's fair. I mean... That's fair. For something that is so inexpensive... In retail. I mean, yeah. it doesn't even have a cork. Even the twelve year doesn't even have a cork. Mm-hmm. For so for a screw top bourbon, and people will stand getting, in line for it. Getting yeah. uh, two hundred dollars on the secondary when it costs twenty eight dollars MSRP is that it says something. Yeah, it says something. It does. It yeah. Does. Um, okay, so let's talk a little <laughs> bit about like some of the things that I think should be on the list or that you know are important. Oh, Sarah to wants to drink. Oh, Sarah, what <laughs> would you what would you like? I don't know. So I let's I, save this. Okay, yeah. Let's actually after do we're the, done with the list. The yeah, let's do the big level for the the review. Okay. Um, so I also brought along these little two hundred mil bottles um, that I won in a, a, a raffle. Yeah, let's do the Heaven Hill bottled and bond. I want um, this. This is a pre twenty ten bottle. Um, <laughs> I've had this before. I don't want to spoil anything for you before you try it. But uh, let Chad pour. I got to clean out my glass real quick. Cool. Um, I will say, I think it tastes different than, uh, today's version of Heaven Hill. Mm. There was a rumor a little while ago that the Heaven Hill B.I.B. was going away. Wrong. Yeah. And I went, (laughs) I went and I bought six bottles and this was a year and a half ago. That's true. I remember this. Yeah. So I'm probably just going to keep that. I have them in a box of, of, you know, Heaven Hill box. Sure. So I'm probably just going to keep them in there, and then five years down the road, I'll find that box and be like, whoa! <laughs> 20, it's true, he'll forget that it this exists. This is 2016! <laughs> uh, Heaven Hill B.I.B. It's you nothing it like this 2021 we'll stuff we have now. <laughs> yeah, put it up online we'll say 10 for years. $700. 10 years. We'll just leave it in there for Okay, 10 then I'll be like, whoa! <laughs> this is 2016! Oh I didn't realize gosh. that you turned that's into a real oh. thick smoker. Oh, yeah! <laughs> this is 2016! That's my old person voice, too, though, so... <laughs> Oh, whenever I do our old people voices, I, we suddenly turn like very Jewish. thick accent <laughs> yeah. Jewish. Yeah. yeah, we do the same. Thing. Yeah, I don't know why. Whenever I do, Sarah, it. look at this. It's a 2016 Heaven Hill bottled in bond. Where'd can you, you find that? Can you believe it? I found it under the stairs. I'm, I haven't practiced in a while, so I'm not going to subject you all to my. Can you believe? I almost sound like the woman in this. You know, yeah, like, you do. <laughs> so you'll be like. Oh, Oive, what do you, I don't know. I yeah. Wow. I don't wow. know. What a switch. Other Jewish phrases. What a switch. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that a Shonda? It's a Shonda. <laughs> I found this under the stairs. Can you believe it? 
Oh my gosh. I <laughs> don't even know what to say. Noticed? Sorry to all no, the people of Jewish faith. <laughs> just want to say that right now. Yeah, it's not like... Sorry. Yeah. No offense intended. It just happens to be when I what do my old person voice yeah. and I pretend I like I'm scolding thing. Chad in the future, it somehow <laughs> turns into that she, voice. She will turn Pushing into an old Chad. Jewish woman. It's true. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? How dare you talk to your mother like that? <laughs> I like it. I love that Would it kill you to make a brisket? <laughs> <laughs> you never take me out dancing anymore. <laughs> exactly. Let's go to the supper club. I'm just going to turn into Aunt Bethany. Yeah. This house is bigger than your old one. <laughs> is Rusty Still in the navy? <laughs> Don't throw me Don't down. Don't throw clock. me down, Clark. <laughs> I'm trying not to, Aunt Bethany. Do you hear something? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, did I break wind? <laughs> Hell no, Bethany. Did the room clear out? <laughs> the blessing. I pledge allegiance to the flag. And this has been five minutes of Christmas vacation folks. So just go ahead and skip ahead. Yeah. <laughs> It does smell different. Mm-hmm. Again, we are back to the yeah, Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond six year. It's a uh, 200 milliliter. <laughs> Pre 2010. His late night radio. Oh, that's my NPR. Oh. Welcome back to <laughs> This is My Bourbon Podcast <laughs> with your host, Perry. I'm Perry, filling in for Perry. Today we're going to talk about salt. <laughs> the SNL, uh, what do they call that? Um, oh, what's the name of that show? The delicious dish. Yeah. Welcome back yeah. to the delicious dish. That was the sweaty balls. Yeah. Yeah, that's good too, right? Yeah. We're looking forward to for you initial... try my sweaty balls. Oh my god. <laughs> my, sorry, that's my best. Uh, Alec, uh, Alec ball. Yeah, it's tough. Your initial thoughts. My initial nose was like, whoa. Totally different. <laughs> totally different, yeah. and it like I think I either stuck my nose in there too much or oh, it's, it's pungent. It's it is mm-hmm. pungent. <coughs> Uh, going back to it, though, it's uh, really pleasant. Yeah, it does have a little bit of mustiness to it. It does it have does. a little bit of mustiness. It just makes me wonder how old this bottle actually It aged well in that plastic. <laughs> <laughs> it's really taken on Don't a lot Don't you of wonder those, what like... that does after a long time? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, do the... It's the same thing with, like, the ceramic um, decanters. Decan- yeah. You know, Again. and, like, how they've affected the juice inside. Yeah. Science. I hate saying juice. Sorry. Science. <laughs> juice. Dongle. I don't... I don't... Not sciencey enough to know how these molecules interact with these molecules and break down the plastic because of the blah 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 well, blah, at blah least over you time. You won't get cork rot. That's true. There's no cork. That's true. I do think it's interesting though. Mm, this smells good. I'm gonna try it. It's good. Chad uh, made a surprised face when he when he tried it. It definitely tastes a little bit well, musty just, too. Well, it just tastes so different mm-hmm. than the normal. It does. That has a little days. punch to it. <clears throat> yeah. As much punch as a what is this bottle of Now is it yeah. still? I see this one's uh, oh, advertised nice. as charcoal filtered. Do you know if the current on the shelf is charcoal filtered? I, it is. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So they haven't that's changed how that. They, that's how they filter all of their um, bourbons, as far as I know. Um, what do you guys think about this? It's good. Can do I like... say that I like it better? I don't know, because I'm not trying to. You'd have to blind me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I like it better either. I like it. In the sense of it being a different experience mm-hmm. altogether. I do like that. Yeah. I have a current open bottle if you want to. Why don't you go back, snap that, that back, up? Back yeah. to it. May <laughs> as well. Right. Y'all talk here. about, amongst you, talk about the list. Yeah, okay. we'll talk about the list. Oh, yeah. Now. Okay. So um, one, of the, one of the things I wanted to bring up, too, was like things that I think do deserve to be on the list. And the first one um, is the Elmer T. Lee single barrel. Um, and, and the reason behind that, too, is that there weren't a whole lot of if any, single barrels up to that point. Um, I don't think... What are you making that face for? Blanton's. Blanton's came out the, the year after Elmer T. Lee. You're right. Yeah. 
if you had read the list, Sarah. I didn't. I it told got thrown you, at you today. I, know, I did it's not. Okay. I got thrown at me right before we started this, <laughs> and I did not read the descriptions because I wanted to form my own opinions. So what it says is. Um, Elmer T. Lee forever changed the bourbon industry when he created Blanton's, the first single barrel bourbon in 1984. That's what I meant. Um, oh, excuse me. Blanton's came out the year before Elmer T. Elmer T. Lee did. Um, so so I'm not was, wrong. <laughs> I was wrong. I'm very sorry. Ugh. Blanton's came out Everyone in Everyone acknowledged Sarah was right. <laughs> Sarah won, Perry zero. <laughs> <laughs> so Blanton's came out in 84, and then uh, 85, Elmer T. Lee came out. Um, one of my favorite things about this, too, is a quote from Jimmy Russell. <laughs> It says, Elmer loved this bourbon, and its profile is similar to my profiles. Thanks, oh, thanks, Jimmy. Thanks, Jimmy, for Thank saying you, good Jimmy. job for making something yeah. like what I make. A man of few words. <laughs> hey, I don't care. He can say whatever he wants. He's I mean, adorable. The he's, he's a tried and true veteran of the, the uh, of the industry. So Chad just brought out the uh, modern day iteration of Heaven Hill Bottle and Bond for us to try. Now this was purchased for our twenty under twenty five. So this is probably almost two years old. Wow. Correct. There ain't that much out of it, though. Yeah, charcoal filtered right there. Maybe, yep. like, four shots out of it, something like that. Yeah, so, I mean, it's not it's not oxidized at all. How did this one fare in your uh, 20 under 25? That's a great question, and I you think go watch two years ago, I, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I feel it. like the green label, the 90 proof, did better, and that's it's why we always say that too, we yeah, like the... Which is weird, because we like high-proof stuff. We do, yeah. but something about the green... I think it, the flavor combo somehow make up for the lower proof? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Let's get Skip. this Calumet out of the I like way. It. Yeah, yeah, it's just staring at me. <laughs> it's ugly. All right. I really don't like that bottle either. I mean, honestly. <sighs> I hate to be negative Nancy, but no, I, do too, I, but I it's don't. Just, it's just not Mm-mm. good. Spend your money on something else. I mean, that's what, like a $50 bottle of bourbon or something like that? Oh, wait, yeah. is that it? Oh, wait. Oh, never mind. Was that the empty one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. I thought it was the... I thought it had the... Uh, <laughs> that's fine. I got excited. <laughs> I overpoured my bad. Heavy no, 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 no. This one, that one has juice in it. I was going to move them so that they were on the same side as... What you talking about, Willis? This is the first one. This yeah. is the second one. Oh. This is the first, first one. one. This is the second one. Oh, okay. One. Well, I was going to keep mine in a different order. Do you read from left to right? No, I'm different. Okay, well, things are going to be very hard for you then. Thank you, Sarah. You're welcome. That might be too much. I might be a little heavy-handed with some of these. Oh, that's all right. The nose is so much cleaner, I guess. Like, there's just not as much to the nose. Oh, I think there's something funky going on with this glass. Can I smell yours? Sure. Thanks. Glass. <laughs> no, it is. There's something wrong with this. Well, Maybe not. Keep... I don't know. Is this smell kind of soapy? Maybe you're not the right person to ask. He's got allergy <laughs> He's problems. He's got the allergies going on. Uh, they smell the same to me. Maybe they do. I don't know. It just doesn't smell fragrant like the old one does. I think maybe that's what's wrong with me. No, I think it's fine. No, you think it's fine? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. I'm just crazy. It's all good. They almost taste like two completely different bourbons, I would say. Oh, they really sure. do. Mm-hmm. For sure. And, you know, I think this might be a case where I appreciate them both, but I think I like the newer version. Now better. that I've gone back to it, I have to agree. I think that, and when I first had it, I tried it on a live stream, and I think it might have just kind of been the novelty of having this older bottle. Rose-colored glasses? Yeah, yeah, exactly, where I was like, oh, it's better because it's older. and and But I just don't think it's... It's not bad. Know. It's hotter and it's more musty. Mm-hmm. Normally, I'm into the hotter, but 
Is it the musty quality that's I kind think of? Some, yeah, I think it's the just, new one. Sorry to cut you off. I didn't mean yeah, to. Okay. I, I think the the new. But one, I'll continue. <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm gonna let you finish. But I just gotta say, the newer one has a nut quality to it. Yeah, I agree. So Chad is immediately Nutty. one. Nutty. <laughs> everybody shoot. Everybody take a shot. Drink. Everybody drink. That's one of my favorite bits in How I Met Your Mother where Ted's getting drunk. They're playing a drinking game and he's like, everybody drink it. Barney goes, Ted, you can't play a drinking game and have it where anything happens. You take a drink. Yeah, like that's not how it works. It's like in the first season of Family Guy, he says, I think Peter says, who wants to play drink the beer? Oh, yeah. <laughs> or no, his friend says, who wants to play drink the beer? Maybe quite how do you play? He's like, right here. <laughs> yeah, I. they are almost like two different bourbons they and are. I personally enjoy the flavors of the newer Heaven Hill more. I, I have so to I, agree. I wonder if it's uh, the, the one of the reasons that we don't like this older one is because of the bottle that it's in. I mean, the plastic bottle could have, you know, affected Who the knows? flavor. Because I got it. I mean, you know, of course I got it unsealed. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, don't know exactly how old it is. It could have been yeah. sitting around for well, it's a, just, it's a decade or a, so. Even though it's a little plastic bottle, it's beautiful. I mean, I just... Oh, I think so, too. I love it. I think so, too. I love that it it looks older than it is. Like, it looks like it came from the the late 80s or mm-hmm. early... It, you know, it looks like somewhere. the 70s. It they probably haven't changed like like the 70s. 70s. Yeah. 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 But it just has this, like... And, and even the um, labels starting to get worn and, like, I love how many different... Bit fonts are on this it drives me as a graphic designer it drives me a little there crazy, are so but. many different fonts and there's the little stripes inside the words heaven hill <laughs> all the drop shadows and the outlines oh my gosh at the time this was gorgeous yeah <laughs> it still is gorgeous to me i think it for what it is mild and yeah. mellow that's not they why, still say i wouldn't that. describe it this way mm. they still say that on here don't it's they? a little yeah. bit of a mild and mellow no they say mellow and smooth now oh they've changed their wording well there yeah. you go huh but and they added green filter. to the current label. Mm-hmm. Or, sorry, red. This one's just all green, yeah. yeah, pretty much. So it definitely has to be from a bygone era. Yeah. Now, which bygone era that actually is, uh, who knows? We don't know. That but. was fun. I liked that. Normally, I feel like everybody's got this, I don't know, predisposition to, like, older things. Like, you try that and just, mm-hmm. like you said, the rose-colored glasses, like, oh, this is so good. They don't make it like this anymore. Yep. But, you know, sometimes change is for the better. Yep. Sometimes it's I not. <laughs> I agree. Okay, so back to this list. <laughs> right, yes, back to the list. So we were talking about Elmer T. Lee. Yeah, saying that it deserved to be on the on the list. Chad, do you feel the same or... Back to the... Back I, to the I'm going to say I actually like the older better. Really? Yeah. Show your work. It just has cite your sources. You know how I I, I I hate when people do a barrel pick and they pick it just because it was funky or funky, different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That being said, I like the older one because it's somehow it's just different. I think it's got a little bit more going on. It's a little bit more unique. I like kind of how it cuts through a little bit more. Surprisingly, I'm picking the one that's not as nutty. Interesting. Um, but yeah, Everybody I just kind of I kind of like. Yeah, I did. I kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I kind of like. The older one. Yeah. Anyway, this anyway, list. This so list. do you think that Elmer T. Lee deserves to be on this list as one of the 25 most important bourbons of all time? Yes, I do. I think I he's one of the most one of the most influential master distillers out there. He did a lot. The fact that it's a single barrel, you know, back in that day mm-hmm. is, is completely unheard complete. of. And a bourbon named after a master distiller back then yep. wasn't commonplace. Mm-hmm. Was it the first? I think it might have been. 
I'm not completely sure. I can't remember my we Elmer were, T. Lee history. We were just saying um, Blanton's came out the year before uh, Elmer T. Lee did. Okay. Well, Blanton's um, was named after someone who was already dead. It was his yeah. his uh, teacher, mm-hmm. Albert Blanton. Yep. Um, so he named it in tribute of his of, of his teacher. Do you know Blanton's middle name? Oh, uh, wait, 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 wait. It's something funky. It's What's, really funny. Albert T. Blanton? No, it's Albert Barrel. Bacon Blanton. B. Blanton. Yeah, it's Bacon. <laughs> I knew that. Name is I knew bacon. that. Bacon. Yes. Mm. He's delicious. And then you could do like a Bacon and Blanton's brunch, and that would be really hard to say three times fast. Albert B. Blanton. Yeah, that's right. Um, The next one down from there is George T. Stagg. I think that's fair. It was kind of the gateway into the antique collection was also a product of, again, like a bygone era, like paying tribute to the... I, to George Stagg. I think, I'm not against it being on there. I think that as we've seen, cat, like the category of flavored bourbons or the Weller line, I think the Buffalo Trace Antique Collection line should be there instead of yeah. just George T. Stagg. Yeah, because that's fair. I feel like, how are you going to put the Pappy line, the Weller line on there, but not the Antique Collection? Yeah. Because it's got part of the Weller line in it. It's got the Sazerac, the Eagle Rare, mm-hmm. you know, and then of course the George T. Stagg also, which is very important on its own, but definitely, definitely. I think that's a little weird. What do you um, think, Chad? Wait, so it's Elmer T. Lee's not on here? It is. It's no, Elmer 19. T. Lee is on there. 19. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. We're still mingling through the, uh, sorry. The I th- other 15. I just thought it, I just naturally thought it would have had to have been lo- lower. <laughs> yeah. George T. Stagg. No, I'm with you, sir. I think it, should be the whole antique collection, not yeah. just George T. Stagg. I mean, I was why are you singling it out? Stagg <laughs> was very influential with E. H. Taylor. They were actually kind of competitors, a little bit of enemies back in the day in the eighteen hundreds, um, and they had a falling out. So I know that he he as a person is is very influential, just like E. H. Taylor was. So I think maybe that's why. But we're not talking about the person; we're talking about the bourbon. Yeah. So for yeah, sure. I would think. The whole BTAC line should be on there, not just George C. Stack. The next one I want to point out is Old Taylor at number 16. <laughs> I don't understand this one being on the list as opposed to E.H. E. Taylor. Taylor. That's what I was thinking, too. It came first. That's fair, but, well, okay. I think, I think. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. Um, And I think that they could have easily just said Old Taylor or... Colonel E.H. Taylor, mm-hmm. um, because they are still products or representative of their namesake. <clears throat> and, you know, I do think that if they're, it, it, I like the idea of it paying tribute to to this man who was, you know, such a, a what's the word I'm looking for? He was a game changer. How are you going to skip over Evan Williams' <coughs> Black Label at number 20? Oh, I'm sorry. That was my first bourbon. That was my college days bourbon. I'm pretty sure that was everybody's college days Just bourbon. Just about, yeah. I mean, Jim Beam. that is like, as Chad would say, what you cut your teeth on. Mm-hmm. And that is why it is influential. <laughs> True. Sorry, just don't skip over I mean, my Alvin Williams. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm I mean, sorry. that's that's the epitome of this is most influential, not best bourbons um, list. Clearly. Clearly, because yeah. 80, 80 proof Evan Williams black label is not, not not the best thing in the world. But I'll never be able to look at a bottle of that and not think of college. College. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, sure. it's a bottle that I bought because I did not want to buy Jack Daniels. So I <laughs> bought the bottle that looked like Jack Daniels, sure. but was from Kentucky. Yeah. yeah. That's where I was from. <laughs> so I could relate to it. Now you may proceed. Okay. Um, 
15 was the Buffalo Trace Experimental Series. Did you know that they do the most experimental barrels of any program? Yeah. Isn't that cool? What did he say? Something like 15,000? I think... Uh, ten thousand. This says uh, this says fourteen thousand. Well, you're all lying. <laughs> I don't I remember closer. what he said. It's ten thousand. Isn't that crazy though? <laughs> no, that insane. many. I mean, think about the storage for just that many experimental I mean, they have barrels. They a whole warehouse. I, I mean, know. No, and no wonder that they had to expand. To you know, under however doing, many acres. But I think uh, that's so cool. Like, yeah, I do too. I don't. You know, some people, <clears throat> Chad, aren't as impressed with the <laughs> experimental side of that. Um, Chad just got attacked. But um, <laughs> we literally just had this conversation this morning. So aren't as impressed with that experimental side yeah. as I am because I just think, like, that's the future. I mean, so many people have found the niche and where is it right and how do you make great bourbon. Right. And the next question is, and some people won't like this, purists, but how, which is fine. But how do you keep growing within such strict guidelines? Yeah. And I think that's a really cool thing, what mm. they do. So. Yeah, for Whether sure. it all tastes good or not, that's why it's experiment. I just hate paying fifty dollars for a three seven five that I don't like. Well, you don't have to because most other people will snatch them up before you can even get to them. So. I had the chance today. I would have bought it. He passed. Passed. I wasn't there. It was a hard pass. My dad bought one. So I would have bought one. Okay. Well, I hope it's good. We'll we'll sample a little bit okay. for everybody. Cool. Um, Fourteen <laughs> was the Willett Family Estate line. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Would it? Yeah, can we talk about number thirteen though? Oh yeah, absolutely. Let's go. <laughs> right. Yeah, that was the next one that I really wanted to. talk I don't really about. have. Yeah, I don't really have a lot of thoughts on that. Which was the Hudson Baby Bourbon. I. <sighs> Is this because it's not Kentucky or? No, it has to do with the last one, two, three, four, five sentences of this paragraph. Uh, the oldest bourbon out there? No. The best? No. But few bottles have so altered the course of bourbon history. What? <laughs> so, well, apparently <laughs> there was a, a big thing in 2007 uh, with a bill passing, the Farm Distillery Act of 2007 in New York. In New York, yeah. Um, <clears throat> which changed the the scene there. So I can see it for that. But the the course of bourbon history, I mean, that's saying like the entirety I think, of bourbondom. I think, I think this belongs made, more towards 25. I would have if to it's going to be on the yeah, list. I would have to agree. I, I think it made waves. Um, so in 2007, in a not way. a whole lot of people <laughs> were were kicking up too much of fuss about bourbon, right? Sure. It was before, kind of the boom was just getting ready to hit. Yeah. And here comes New York making headlines about bourbon when most people thought bourbon could only be made in Kentucky. Right. And that's still a common misconception. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that's probably why again 13 no probably not but no, it, on the list after tri- i mean maybe and it's you know a 375 and after having tried it several times sure i think i i guess i understand what where they're coming from i probably wouldn't have voted for it but i think it belongs more towards the 24 25 right right okay from here on out i changed my mind i don't want to do the top 10 let's just do the top 12 let's do the top now, 12 let's talk about them all because there are because 12 <laughs> i don't think we can skip any of these they're too important Perry. no 12 and 11 i don't know if we have time we skipped so much of <laughs> to go the to home depot <laughs> well people can read there's it. no time Check, chad <laughs> click the link but i mean what really matters is we've pointed what out the we ones have that to really... say about it exactly <laughs> that's what we're here for that's why you're listening right i mean <laughs> we could have sat there and talked about mictors but I mean, I, they, I, what is there to say? I, I don't know. Not enough. I think if, yeah. if we have opinions on it, we'll share it. Sure. So. Sure. Um, okay, so. Oh, Chad's pulled out the. Okay, that is definitely an older yeah. 
bottle of it. Have you tried to... Okay, so uh, sorry for we, everybody at home. We're not home. opening this, are we? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> Chad just held up a bottle of Heaven Hill Green Label, 90 proof. But it still has like, um, the neck sticker on it. And the... Co- the top, collar, I guess the, 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 the neck label, though, is different. This. Like, it definitely doesn't still say the best bourbon in the world or whatever. Has no. it always been textured? Yes. Yeah. So is... Um, the best of yeah. the great no. Kentucky feel bourbons. The, well, feel the... Uh, Actual label on that one. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. they it, closer. Yeah. Time tempered. Feels like a cat's tongue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Have you figured out how old that bottle actually is, Chad? No, I need to like put it out in the interwebs to figure out like the uh, things on the bottom. Mm-hmm. I mean, they did away with that bottle collar in like the '90s or something, didn't they? It says 13. You think it's two, 2013? Maybe, but I would is there a, think is it's there a, earlier than that. Is there a code on it, like a time? It says a stamp code. It's got some weird shape. <laughs> it looks like some sort of Greek, like an letter. omega, like an omega. Yeah. CPA forty two forty seven thirteen, and it looks like forty two has nothing I to do with I think it's thirteen <laughs> because look there. Can you see in the light? There was once a timestamp here, mm-hmm. and that says thirteen. Eight thirteen zero seven one three zero. I just see zero seven, one yeah one three zero. Yeah. So, quality content. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, oh, yeah. you can't see what we're seeing. You can just cut that out. Just cut that out. Cut that out, Perry. I'll cut out some of it, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. Well, Anyways, we'll, we'll find out. Anyway, it could be from 07 or 2013. Yeah, sure. There was just a, a thing down here on the floor, and I was just pulling from it. Yeah, I was like, "What's Chad doing now? This is a weird." What's in Chad's bag segment? <laughs> What's in the bag? <laughs> What's in the bag? Um, Sorry. <laughs> so before we start on our twelve. Yes. Do you want anything else? I would like something else, yes, okay. if you guys would. Yes, I would. Okay. Um, so we could do this old granddad. Let's do the old Taylor because we were just talking That's about fine. it. That's fine. And you know what? I've actually not had just regular old Taylor Let's before. Let's do it. Um, here's my only thing about this. Um, mm-hmm. It's 80 proof. Mm-hmm. We've been drinking mm. 90 and higher. So it's going to taste like water. Probably. So, so should we go with the old granddad? I would say let's go with the old granddad. All right. Um, the old you granddad win. is from um, 2012, I think. Yeah. Hey, look at you. Who made that little Bag of Jefferson's Ocean label? Uh, yeah. Isn't that kind? It is. Yeah. You guys have the best I think bands. his name is Kyle. I'll have to go okay. back and check. He made us a little box of treats. <laughs> Box of treats. I had the right initial. You did. Kevin, would you all mind passing me your glasses? Sure. Are they clean? Mine is. Yes. Chad, is yours clean? It is. Sorry if I forehead handed as well. That's a specific stores, obviously, because it's a single barrel. Oh, yeah. Um, this is a fun little segment. Anyways, here. back to the list. <laughs> Sorry. Chad's bag. I got distracted. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> okay, so back to the list. At number 12 is Jim Beam. I mean... Is that too low? You know what? I think I, so. I, I think, think it is too. Jim Beam is like Americana. Yeah. Like, yeah. when you think of bourbon in America, I think that... I mean, it's they're the biggest distributor. <laughs> Chad made a great face about this old granddad. <laughs> well, Isn't it's, that a, it's crazy? the highest seller. The high, yeah. I mean, in the world. It, it's the Budweiser of bourbons. Right? So, how are you, you going to put it at number 12? I don't know. And again, like the Evan Williams, I think if you weren't drinking Evan Williams Black Label in college, you were drinking Jim Beam yeah. White Label. Yeah, so, exactly. I was. You know, it's just. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. It's, again, how. 
a household name. Everyone knows Jim Beam. If you ask people to name bourbon who don't drink bourbon, Jim Beam is going to come out of their mouth or Jack yeah. Daniels, which is really sad. Um, and if you go to pretty <laughs> much any bar in America, they're probably going to have Jim Beam. Yeah. I don't here, – here's my one point of contention with this descriptor on it, though. Um, and I'm just quoting. As da- uh, distiller Dave Pickerel pointed out, it is hard to ignore the millions of cases Beam has sold. That's not a, a, a mark of importance, I think. That's a mark of, you know, business. And, I mean, I understand that it's, you know, it may <coughs> stand – the test of time or, or, you know, be true to, you know, the quality of their product. But at the same time, I mean, I think I would much rather look at the history behind it and the way that it paved mm-hmm. for other bourbons to succeed. Right. As opposed to their numbers, their, 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 you know, but you can't deny their quarter, that the <laughs> their quarterly profits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hear you on that. Yeah. I mean, I think, I don't know. It's tough. You, I mean, again, if we were making a list of the top most influential beers of all time, Budweiser would definitely That's be on true. there. That's so, true. Because they have made it, Jim Beam has made a name for bourbon around the world. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. So, but I get what you're saying. Like, I would like to think of it for other reasons other than the numbers. Yeah, but. absolutely. Um, Chad, do you have any thoughts before we move on to number 11? No, that pretty much sums You've been nodding, nodding in agreement no, most of the time. I agree. <laughs> Um, number 11 is Elijah Craig. I almost am wondering if Elijah Craig is a little too low on the list as well. I feel like it could be higher. Hmm. Um, it's higher isn't closer to one? Closer to one, okay. yes. Sorry. I mean, I think Sorry. it's relevant in that, well, I guess the history behind, again, are we talking about the history behind the person or the bottle? Oh, uh, that's a good point. So okay. I'm thinking, like, I could see it because of the connection with the myths of right. who first charred a barrel or mm-hmm. where did bourbon come from, yeah. who invented it. So I, I get that, but that's the person and not the bourbon. It's not the bourbon itself, yeah. So I don't know. But if you read the thing, if you read the blurb, I, I mean, haven't. It, it totally makes sense. <laughs> um, as Chris Morris, master distiller Brown Foreman put it, the two labels combine over a generation to make Heaven Hill a bourbon powerhouse. It was released the other, in... The other label being Evan Williams. Yeah. It was released in 1986 at a ridiculously low price and at the then unheard of age of 12 years. I think that's the bottle that should be on here. Yeah. 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 That expression is no year. longer made and finally yeah. remembered. And this is my problem, I think, with the entirety of this list, is it seems extremely short-sighted. Yeah. It doesn't, and and we'll get into the top ten, and I have a couple thoughts on a couple of di- uh, different ones in there, but it doesn't take into account the bourbons that were lost to prohibition. It doesn't take into account um, ones that may have set standards, and it does kind of with Old Crow, um, set standards for the way the bourbon was produced. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I just don't think that it really takes a deep enough dive into the history of bourbon and just looks at what happened in the past 50, 60, 70 years. Well, it said that they were allowed to go back until the um, (laughs) repeal of Prohibition. (laughs) So, yeah. um, But I get what you're saying. Like, I feel like it should be lifetime (laughs) and Mm -hmm. not just... It, it again. It's like tough. It's like talking about your favorite movies yeah. and versus the best movies or whatever. True. So I mean, you might like something because of 
the effects and yeah. you might like another one because of the soundtrack or whatever. And so it's like really hard to qualify. Are we basing all of these decisions off of the historical relevance, sure. off of marketing relevance, off of worldwide recognition? Like what are we talking about? And I think yeah. they're all a little bit all, all over the place according to so how too. we're talking about them. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think number 10 being the Four Roses line, at first I was like, I don't know about that. But then I was like, you know, what other distillery does 10 different recipes? Mm-hmm. That you that none that you, none yeah not none. like I mean, not close, like that not like in the way they do it no but like the closest recipe wise is Buffalo Trace because they have four different mm-hmm. mashes that they like, use but it's not about the the with the single barrel the, it's the not like strains. one bottle with the different recipes on the yeah. side like it's the different brands mm-hmm. and this is ten recipes of bourbon not even a rye yeah well that's a good point too yeah, yeah. so they don't even offer a rye I mean I think that's huge yeah. Why don't they offer a rye? I know. I was just thinking. I would really <laughs> like. I love their high rye bourbon. I would buy a four roses. Oh, I rye. would too. All they have I to do is why won't they make it? Twenty points or so, and, and then you could be called a rye. We'll call Brent Elliott. We'll call Brent. <laughs> yeah, good buddy, Brent Elliott. Yeah, we'll I him. love him. He's so fun. <laughs> no, I think that it's fair that ten roses is at, er, ten, ten roses. roses. It's number ten, ten roses. Number the four ten. roses is at number ten. I'll, t- yeah. I'll do you six better. Ten roses. Ten roses. <laughs> I'll do you ten better. And I think it has roses. played a part Sorry. in history too. So yeah, yeah. White, White Rose loves four roses. <laughs> if you watch Mr. Robot, um, number nine is Knob Creek. Like the Knob Creek line in general. I guess or that's what just they're saying. Knob Creeks. This is the small batch. If it's just small batch, I don't know that I agree with that. I think maybe their single barrel should be on there. Or I mean, nineteen ninety two. Was when it came out. It's interesting that a. What? How? How am I? How am I trying to phrase this? Hmm, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's weird that single barrels were more commonplace at this time than small batch bourbons were. As True. as labeled on the bottle, because you know we've talked more about, you know, well I guess Elijah Craig came out before Knob Creek did. Um, and that was a small batch back then, but I do think Knob Creek is sort of synonymous with the next step that you take in your bourbon journey. Like you're drinking Evan Williams, you're drinking Jim Beam, you're drinking whatever, mm-hmm. and then maybe you move up to a Woodford. But after that, where do you go? Yeah. What do you when you want something higher proof? What's sure. your first go to? Sure. And I think a lot of people would say Knob Creek. Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew so many people before I got into bourbon, but when I was you know, in college, I'd say a lot of the people who I hung out with in, you know, bars and restaurants who were a little bit older than me, Knob Creek, they would be like, oh, I just love Knob Creek. There's nothing <laughs> better than Knob Creek. And like Knob Creek and Elijah Craig were there, were like a treat. Yeah. And I think that's so funny now to think back no, on I that. Agree. But I mean, I've, that's, and that's just based well, on Well, I will experience. say too, I think that the product does hold up though. Like Definitely. I had, I had, um, age stated small batch again for the first time in a while recently. Mm-hmm. I forgot how good it was. Yeah. I mean, really, yeah. I'd been on, you know, the, the single barrel kick for so long. I kind of left the small batch behind. And after having revisited it, it's a really great product, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. Well, you know, it, it talks about the four Bs. Uh, Basil <laughs> Hayden, Booker's, Baker's, and Knob Creek. That's not a B. <laughs> it has a B in it. Beam? Yeah. Well, you know, so of those four, Booker's, Baker's, Basil Hayden, and Knob Creek, Knob Creek, as it says right here, proved the most popular 
helping to elevate the reputation of the distillery and bringing the small batch bourbon movement as well as the super premium bourbon category into the mainstream. So I think right there, I mean, that's 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 why they're putting it if in that's, there. If that's the case, I think it's fair that it's yeah. this high on the list. It's funny because if you had asked me which one from Jim Beam did I think, you know, of those four was the most sought after for newish bourbon drinkers or whatever, mm-hmm. I probably would have said Basil Hayden because I think it's more mild and more people seem to gravitate towards it. Yeah. But that might just be a Kentucky thing. Like, I might just be... More people, I think, are familiar with the branding of Knob Creek than they are with Basil Hayden. Mm-hmm. And I think Knob Creek, I think so. based on... That's again, fair. this is... I'm coming yeah. from a marketing perspective. I don't know if you guys know that I have a marketing background. <laughs> so when I look, if you put those two bottles side to side... And you don't tell me how much they cost, and I've never seen them before. I'm gonna think, based on appearance, Basil Hayden is more expensive. I would agree with you. And it's and it is and it's it is, but it's more <laughs> unattainable than Knob Creek, yeah. which is I would assume for more casual drinking, yep. and so that's probably why it's more popular. Yeah, yep. I think that's also fair. Yep. That's fair mm-hmm. in addition to how good it tastes. <laughs> yeah, you see it in a lot more bars. Yeah. Uh, Chad can speak to number eight. Is that what we're on? Yeah, the very, very old Fitzgerald. You had this on your birthday. I did. With Dixon Deadman. I did. That's special. Yeah. Before, before, very, very impressed. Oh, really? I'm a great girlfriend. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm pretty awesome. Kind of a big deal. I give great gifts. Okay, so before we get to number eight, though, let's talk about this bourbon that we're drinking right now. Oh, sure. Mm. OGD. Uh, The old granddad bottled and bond. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Exactly. I... Really, really like this. Yeah, that's <laughs> really, really good. I, I do too. I've, I've just been like delightfully just sitting yeah. <laughs> over here smiling and talking about it. I myself. like it better than I do the modern one. I'll go ahead and say it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think that it has the the new one. I like high rye bourbons. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the new one has just a wee bit too much spice on it. Um, this is a much more well rounded yeah. version of the yeah. old granddad bottom and bond it's it's nice it's a little bit nutty drink and it um it's everybody just, drinks <laughs> yeah smooth for 100 proof for sure it's got a lot going on it's not one note mm-hmm. and it's, nice. it's uh it's yeah. yeah it's really good i enjoy it makes me smile mm-hmm. i agree speaking of speaking of basil hayden right there on the there label. he is old granddad himself old granddad himself basil hayden <laughs> <laughs> so okay, this so very very old fitzgerald mm. now when we had this it was in a lineup of five this was, of the five, middle of the road, I think, for us. Um, but in terms of, like, collectible or, you know, antique whatever bourbons that we've never had before, I was a super... A fun experience. A fun, so yeah. fun. I mean, like... Yeah. Well, you're getting to hang out with Dixon Deadman, I too, think so. that if you are, if you come to Kentucky, you got to get on the uh, Beaumont Inn website they have got Dixon Deadman's email. You can set up a, a tasting with a, a small group of people, and he yeah. will bring out the good stuff. Not for, he chooses something different for everyone, but sure. like I was floored. What I didn't know what we were getting into. I mean, we had um, the Japanese wild turkey. Uh, the thirteen years from like 70s. from the seventies. It was amazing. Um, he had some pappy. We got to try the Kentucky Owl Batch too before it even came out. Uh, what the rye, was the rye. The yeah. rye. Sorry. Yeah. And um, the very, very old, the um, very, very old fits. There was a Four Roses mm-hmm. uh, pick that was fantastic. Yeah, it was and their pick. one other thing, and I can't remember. Oh, birthday bourbon, which birthday bourbon, yeah. Eh. Um, <laughs> it was your, your bottle, actually. That was, oh, was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. But 
This, Stick I mean, one. there's just something about <laughs> trying something like this that makes you feel, I don't know, it's just such a special feeling, like one of those once in a lifetime kind of moments, because I don't know the next time we're ever going to come across this bottle. And I think for that experience alone, that's why, again, biased, because it happened to me, Sure. think that it belongs on this list. I've never had it before that, so I can't say that it does or doesn't. My, I think my only point of contention with it is that why is it not just the old Fitzgerald line? Because it's the in 12 general. year. I think they're saying the 12 year is perfectly balanced. I, I, for the one time I've had it, I disagree. But <laughs> it, okay, but they're not talking about when it came out. They're not talking about what happened because of it or, mm-hmm. you know, why it needed to come out, what, what set it apart. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of here. <laughs> right. There's, I agree with it, you. It, it's more opinion based. This specific one is more opinion based and it seems to be than very... most of the things on exactly. this list. I agree. Yeah, this seems to be a little bit of an outlier because the like the preface to this whole list is that this isn't based on what they thought was the best or the b- the best tasting. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is based on, you know, importance, and yet they say it's because it's so balanced. Yeah. But it's not supposed to be about the flavor. It's supposed to be about the significance of the bottle. Sorry, so Chuck, but... that's a little bit <laughs> off in yeah. relation to the rest of the things on the yeah. list. So, you know, eh, I'm not mad at it. it I'm not I mad at it. I just question it. I question it. it. Yeah. yeah. That was is this really where this belongs? Get out of my head, Perry. <laughs> okay, so on to number seven. Do we even have to explain this one? Nope. No, no explanation. <laughs> it's awesome. I think Wild Turkey just as a whole could have been put at, at number seven. Um, I like... 101, though, I think it's fair to, you know, have that be the shining star. Yeah. It's but different because it's 101 when mm-hmm. everyone else is 100. Yep. It's attainable. It's great flavor. I mean, it's a solid product at a reasonable price. And again, it's internationally known. This is my absolute favorite line, though, in the entire list Mm. Um, from Alan Katz. Great on its own or in a cocktail and always available. It could certainly be a standard bearer for bourbon if aliens landed on Earth and needed a quick crash course on the subject. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Because I'm just imagining now, though, like this invasion movie (laughs) and aliens come down. They're like, what is your best drink? Mm -hmm. Take me (laughs) to your wild turkey. What is your offering? And we're all just like Wild Turkey 101. Hello. Here. here. That's probably what I'd give them, though. But here we you go. deem your sacrifice worthy. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like Wild Turkey 101 is not for the uh, the non-initiated. Not for the no, aliens? No, we've talked about this. We've talked about this before. <laughs> not for aliens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not recommended for alien use. It's after you've stepped up some. I agree. Some steps. Yeah. You know. Although it is at an intro price, it is not for the intro level. Correct. And it has to do with, I think, with the high rye recipe. But high rye, so the proof, yeah. But it's yep. so good. Uh, Once you no, start it's great. really appreciating neat bourbon, it's a staple. Sure, it's absolutely. So good. Okay, number six, Old Crow. And they made a preface that it's not today's the, Old Crow. It's not today's Old Crow. It's the Old Crow of yesteryear. Sure, well, I want it to be Old Crow Reserve. Uh, <laughs> go watch the Halloween episode from like two years ago about Old Crow Reserve. Yeah. What was it you said? It was. Um, said it's tastes like foliage and shit. Yeah, 
single-handedly if the best line s- ever on It's Bourbon Night. <laughs> if you like It's Bourbon Night and you want to see me, the drunkest I've ever been on camera, <laughs> then you need to go watch the Old Crow Reserve episode <laughs> after you finish this podcast. <laughs> yep. We'll link it below. Please do. Oh, we definitely <laughs> I think I need to get, I think we need to have another one of those. Like, maybe that's our tradition on Halloween Ooh. episodes. You're normal and I'm just drunk. <laughs> And that's part of the fun of Halloween. You're just in a chair and you just fall backwards. <laughs> like, we have to get me warmed up. We have to pregame for the show. I like that. Oh, jeez. Well, you have to get pregame. Chad's just yeah, sober as a rock. To, someone has to lead us. So. <laughs> that's your job. True. True. Anyways, okay. Okay, so I, I think this is fair at, at where it is on the list. I think that it has... Um, it, it's not quite a heritage brand, I would say, but it was, like I was saying earlier, it did set a standard for the production. Um, yeah, methods. it was like and Pappy before Pappy was Pappy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know <laughs> you what? This is something that I'm ashamed, like, ashamed to say I'm, I'm not super familiar with. I'm not either. Old Crow. No. Old Crow. I love well, the reserve, but I'm not familiar with just standard Old Crow. Mm-hmm. It was in our 15 or 25. It didn't, I know. It didn't fare well. But, but that but was now, the last time I had it. 1987, mm-hmm. it's made by Two years Beam. ago. Jeez. Uh, they're talking about the like 1950s Pre- yeah. Old Crow. That was like... The stuff. You will never get this. wanted that Old Crow juice. You know, mm-hmm. it, was, yeah. it was awesome. Damn. Well, so we can't really speak to it since none of us have ever had it. Right. But well, I understand why it would be on the list of important and influential mm-hmm. bourbons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I think at number five, too, where Old Forester is, I think that's, I, I, I think it's fine, though. I think it's really at number five. I, I think don't it's know. okay, but it's just, again, influential, not best tasting. So I got to keep that in mind because yeah. there's so few Old Forester expressions that I enjoy. 1920 sure. but it has one. But it has stood the test of time True. as a bourbon that is still popular. Maybe it belongs on the list. Does it belong on number five? Uh, um, okay, I think that's fair. I, I, I probably would have put it lower. Maybe in the teens. I, yeah. But, I mean, how many how many other things in this world that started in 1870, can we say, are still popular? Fair enough, Perry. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> You're right. Okay, so maybe I would have put it at, like, nine or ten. But it's... No, I, I don't know. I think it is a little high. I don't have high. anything against the brand. I just really like 1920. Well, I think it might be like Old Crow. It's just not what it used to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Can I just tell you that I'm excited that Pappy is at four and not, not number one. one? I am too. Yeah. Um, I am too. I think that that is, gives this list some merit. Yeah. Spoilers though, I am not happy with what is at number one. <laughs> right. I do not agree with what the Can't wait till we get was. there. Okay. So you haven't even seen it yet. I know what it is. Oh, okay. All right. Um, <laughs> with Pappy, the first line is from Fred Minnick. Does this really need an explanation? <laughs> it doesn't. Yes, it does. It I, does. I think it does to Everything a degree. Everything needs an explanation. Yeah, it does to a degree if you don't know what Pappy is. But like for Everyone us, I think it's, Pappy I think, is. you know what? I think it's fine at number four. I don't, I, I think it like in a top 10 list, it deserves to be in there somewhere. Yes. Is it a top five? Maybe. I think five is probably where I would put it though. For if we're talking about infamy, then I think yeah. it is on there. It has to be top yeah, five. I agree. I agree. Um, I mean, again, like when we were talking about Weller, what other products can you think of that are sold? I mean, there's very few items I think in the bourbon world that are sold at a hundred, you know, to two hundred dollars a bottle, and then yeah. go online for a thousand to two thousand yep. dollars or more, yep. depending. You know, that's insane. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely 
Yeah. Yeah, I like the last three <laughs> lines. Does I, the whiskey merit yeah. the hype? That's not the point. Last four <laughs> lines. Uh, bourbon and hype had scant acquaintance before. Pappy changed that. Yeah. It's so, true. So it yeah. did, It was a game changer in the bourbon collecting world. And I think, too, that this is a good indication of a question that we've been kind of thrown around recently, too. Was Pappy's popularity a product of the bourbon boom, or was the bourbon boom a product of Pappy's popularity? Chicken, chicken or the egg? egg. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> Go. <laughs> um, I think it's not definitive, but I think this kind of leads us down the path more towards saying Pappy was the catalyst for the bourbon boom. I think it definitely facilitated it. Whichever yeah. one lit the spark, I don't know that we can know that. Yeah. It, it shined a light on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely drew the attention. It was the one doing all the PR for the <laughs> bourbon boom. Like, hey, everybody, look over here. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're into the top three now. And number three is Blanton's single barrel. And I think it definitely deserves to be in the top five. I, I mean, think so, too. First single barrel. Yeah. Iconic bottle shape. Mm-hmm. The tops are collectible. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's got so it's many. It's got lot. history going for it. It's got, like, the iconic factor going mm-hmm. for it. You know, the first of its kind. Yeah. Definitely. I don't I, know that there's much else to say besides. No, I think that that pretty much sums it up. I honestly wonder if it could have been higher on the list. I think it could have been two or or even or one. one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to pave the road for single barrels, which mm-hmm. would then become, you know, a trend in, like, doing store picks and things yep. like that. I mean, that's huge. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Two is Booker's. <sighs> that makes me so excited. <laughs> yeah. Now, okay. It's got a thumbs up from Chad. This so. might be biased, though. Let's talk about why do you think it belongs at two, other than we like it and it's delicious. Sure. Um. Well, they made a good point about it being... Um, Unheard of at forty dollars for an uncut and straight from the barrel, which it's bourbon? no longer that. But it, sure, but like but still, at that time, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it, can you imagine if there were a forty dollar? Well, I guess there's seventeen ninety two foolproof. But, but there's nothing like Booker's. No, there isn't. That that is con- constantly changing, and but still maintains the level of quality. So I think, based on how you feel personally. It could go neck and neck with Blanton's because which, yeah. instead of being single barrel, this is something that's barrel proof, mm-hmm. that is collectible, and that and it's got the namesake to back it yeah. up. Yeah, and and you know, kind of a bestseller too for mm-hmm. for Jim Beam, um, which you know, again, I don't really want to lean too heavily on um, the the numbers aspect of it, mm-hmm. but I I think that. Um, yeah, I think Booker's deserves to. I mean, to it's be sort of, this, sort of a poster point. child for barrel mm-hmm. proof. Yeah, yeah, I think absolutely. the 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 first barrel proof, you know, that and and like the article says, naming him after himself is kind of you know the <laughs> it's the, like his legacy. The beginning yeah. of the master Siller is a celebrity type of thing. Well, what did he say to Fred before he he died? He said, "Don't let them touch my Booker's." Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, the fact that he put that much care and in, in, into it. I mean, you know, he knew what he had. I mean, as as I've heard the story told, you know, people would come to the distillery, friends of of Booker No, and he would go and he'd find those cherry barrels and mm-hmm. he'd pour a little bit into an empty bottle and be like, here, take this home with you. And they were like, we need to be doing this. You know? <laughs> and, and, and that's, that's how, how, that... how it began. I mean, it's like the, the, the best of the best. It just yeah. makes sense. I yeah. mean, and, and cost not considered, if you put 
a you know glass of pappy and a glass of Booker's in front of me, I would choose the Booker's all day. I would too. Me too. You know, yeah. That's absolutely. just how I feel, though. Okay. I have come... something interesting to point out. Okay, after sure. We, go ahead. After we discuss number one, I have something <coughs> oh, okay. interesting. Okay. okay. Well, we have a post like list discussion too that I want to have about mm-hmm. about this. Number one. Number one is Maker's Mark. <laughs> I do not agree with that. I at all think again we've jumped all over the place between historical significance and iconic significance and international you know renowned whatever right depending on how you're looking at it i kind of based on this list where taste is not a factor Mm -hmm. i have to say i can see it because that red wax is like the nike swoosh everyone knows it when they see it and it I mean, their their marketing is fantastic. <laughs> no one does it better than Maker's Mark. Like, no, I agree. Their their ambassadors, their ambassador program alone is just ridiculous. Yeah. But I mean, everything is so tied so well together. Every time you see a billboard, they don't have to put their logo on it. You would know who it was from mm-hmm. without the logo. And I think yep. that is something that is so hard to achieve that I don't even know if Jim Beam has achieved. They don't have that iconic mark, like. Nike. No, that's a good. That's a good point. You know, that's a good point. Chad, what do you think? Yeah, I was just reading the thing. I mean, it, it makes a lot of good points. Um, where they they basically made a bourbon distillery a tourist attraction before anyone else did back in 1968 when they started offering tours. I mean, that was the first. So that yeah. I mean, that is a big deal. Um, like Sarah said, the marketing genius of dipping it in red wax and you know they actually have the patent on that where no yeah. bourbon can let the wax drip, drip. down you know it, um that's that's a big deal is it good bourbon no <laughs> not to us if you like it that's fine obviously but um, i like it it's not my go-to but i still like it i just don't like it uh, their cast drink's good i think what they what they do to cut it down just really i definitely tears it up but yeah I wouldn't have put it at number one. I probably would have had to have put it begrudgingly top five, sure. Because I, I, so I recognize too. the iconicness so of it. I mean, it's in it's in a uh, obscure punk song that I know. You know, I think <laughs> scratching up the I, dollars for Maker's Mark. I wish they had put the Maker's Mark line in there because I do think what they do with Forty Six is interesting, and I think what they do with their private barrel selection is something that no one else does, which yeah. is suspending those staves. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I agree. The you know flagship bottle belongs on there but i think there's something to be said about those other things too do you think it's interesting that all of the top three have wax hmm i didn't even notice that yes blanton's bookers and makers are all sealed with wax huh i'm not saying that that's a reason why people chose it i just think that that's interesting i mean a lot of people seal with wax now there's a lot of yeah uh, um will it it feels authentic in a way, it or does, something. Yeah, Knob Creek. Knob Creek with seals wax. with wax. Well, if we're I don't like that though. <laughs> I mean, no offense. I love Knob Creek, but it really is a it's bear to get so off. So hard to yeah. take that. I mean, and and if you watch them, in the way that they dip it, they double dip. Yeah. The and like when I was there, we don't for, want you getting in here. No, when I was there for the pick. He double dipped it, and I looked at Lucy, and I was like, "That's why it's so hard to open." Yeah, <laughs> it's not as hard as Willet products, though. That's true. Oh, this. We did oh. have a time with that one. <laughs> so, should we talk about real briefly? Should we talk about things that you think should have made the list but didn't? Yeah, I, and I think because I have something I want to say. Okay, well let's mm. let's first say 
was there anything on here that we could we feel like we could just completely take off of the list? Hmm. I think the f- <clears throat> I understand why they included the flavored, but I don't really I don't think, think it, it has a place in a list of bourbons because when you put, fl- I mean, it's no longer a bourbon because it's flavored. It was yeah. a bourbon that you've added flavor to, and now it's not a bourbon. Mm-hmm. So I get it, but I don't think it belongs on this list. I don't think it does either. Um, I think that Evan Williams Single Barrel and Evan Williams Black Label could have been lumped into the same thing. I totally agree. Um, Parker's Heritage Collection? I don't know. Because it's more about... That's that. That's a whiskey collection. That's not a bourbon collection. Yeah, you and know? like you said, and it's more about his legacy than it is mm-hmm. about the actual bottle. Yeah. The so I, I was gonna say some that that's when I felt like meh. I see why they included it, but I don't think I agree. I think it's interesting too that at number twenty four they put the Michter's line. Yeah. And it was the line, right? Not Michter's bourbon, mm-hmm. but right. everywhere else it was a specific bottle, except for roses. Except for roses. That's that was true. The line. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I probably would have put Henry McKenna uh, on the list yeah. somewhere because yeah. a yeah. single barrel at, at at ten years for that price, which is now so acclaimed, unheard of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now it's becoming allocated because of it. I think that it, it's f- until recently been the hidden gem. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so I would absolutely. have probably put Henry McKenna on there somewhere. We mentioned um, Jefferson's. Some people aren't going to like that I would have put Jefferson's Ocean on there. Yeah, I think that I think that actually would have been whether um, you like good. it or not. Okay, here here would be I think my only point of contention is that it was not necessarily the first like experimental bourbon. No, you know, and I think that's why Buffalo Trace Experimental deserves to be on there over Jefferson's. But it's Ocean. not just the experimental part of it. It's, it's the experiment that, that they did. That well, that's true. Tied so the closely the to the way. That bourbon used to travel sure. on waterways. Sure. And I, I think, and I think when Journey comes out, I think that in a next year or something, while it's going to be extremely allocated, that could make the list because it follows the route that it took. Sure. And I, I mean, we've tried them side by side, or right? Yes. Yeah, we tried them side by side. The aged in Kentucky and aged for the Journey at mm-hmm. the distillery, the launch party for presidential. Um, the latest presidential, and it definitely does something. Like, there yeah. is no arguing that it changes it. Remarkably mm-hmm. different. Sure. And I think studying that is something that, I mean, that's, you know, experimental and, you know, extremely tied to history, and I think it's something no one else has done. Yeah. So, I don't know whether you agree. Some people say Ocean is just a marketing ploy. I don't agree with that because I like the way it tastes. <laughs> and after having tried those two things back-to-back, I think the movement on the water does do yeah. something. So Yeah. Um. Kind of looking around at Chad's um, <laughs> collection right behind him. Um, Bullet, I don't think necessarily needs to be on the list. I think it was okay for it to be left off, even though I, I do like Bullet quite a bit. Um, you know what? I just had one. And I, okay, so I think there's the discussion, too, of... Um, and it's not necessarily a bourbon itself, but just kind of the idea of single-barrel picks... Mm-hmm. to being vital and we kind of already touched on it with um how Blanton's led the way to to picks being a thing but i think that that was something that they they missed out on i would have put that at 25 instead of flavored bourbon instead of flavored bourbons. i think it's more yeah. significant and i think i mean as far as looking forward to where things are going looking back mm-hmm. like like we talked about you know sometimes 
people say that flavored bourbons are what kept it alive. Yeah. But I think looking forward and the way things are going and that it's more closely tied to actual bourbon than yeah. flavored bourbon. So yeah. I think that's what Yeah, whoever there. the distillery started the first barrel pick program, I think, mm-hmm. should be on there. And I, I'll make this point again. I think it's strange that they didn't <clears throat> dive further back into bourbon history and talked more about, you know, some bourbons that were lost to prohibition or, or you know, just even post-prohibition um, because the, the market would not exist without some of those trailblazers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I'm not crazy about this list. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would have put Woodford on there. I think, yeah, I think that's the other one too that we, we should have, yeah, I think it should that, that should have been on there, especially like, it's weird that like, um, what's his name? Chris Morris was, was on the panel and it didn't make it onto the well, list. Well, maybe everyone well, He probably vote voted for it. for it, but he might've been the only one. <laughs> Yeah. It probably hit at like 26. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Instead of 25. Well, that uh, was fun. It was fun. It was different. Um, if you have your you know, your own thoughts on it, uh, send us a tweet or an email um, at mybourbonpod or uh, thismybourbonshop at gmail.com. We'd love to uh, you know talk a little bit more about this, follow up with you. Um, and like I said, too, this list is going to be in the show notes. Um, so just scroll down a little bit and you'll be able to check it out. And um, yeah, let us know what you think. So we're going to move on to, yeah, we, this is, um, I think this might wind up being the absolute longest episode of oh, this show. Sorry. Would you, would you like to know how far we are into it? I'm going to guess an hour, hour and, and like 20 minutes. Hour and a half. Hour and a half. Yeah. yeah. Hour 35 right now. Wow. Um, so we're going to move on to our review portion of the show. And we're going to try something that we've all kind of, oh, look, we have three Tribeca's. Okay. Yeah. Great. Um, that we've all kind of been interested in, in having, um, but have not quite gotten around to yet it is the smooth ambler big level um this is a weeded bourbon it's at 100 proof it just came out um within the past month or so um anything we want to say about it before we i personally have never had a smooth (laughs) ambler product that i've been like yes this is for me i like this do you remember that night i brought over the yippie kaye yeah i did not like it it was really bad it It tastes like perfume yeah Yeah. so i am excited (laughs) to try this because i would like to say that there's a smooth ambler something that yeah. I like. Yeah. Sorry, everyone from Smooth Ambler. I really try every time. I definitely <laughs> sample other things, but just nothing has struck a chord with me yet. No. I don't like the label because they Label's have this a weird. very generic... It's like you would see this on a wine. It's a mm-hmm. very generic like a hospital depiction painting of or an oil painting <laughs> of a landscape. Sure. And it just looked like, yeah, it should be on a wine. It's already in a wine bottle. In a doctor's office or something. It, the bottle reminds me of the uh, antique collection. It does. It's yeah, got it's that pretty same, much the same bottle. That same shape and, and mm-hmm. you know, that weighted bottom to mm-hmm. it, too. Um, but anyway. An Eagle Rare bottle. You yeah. do the honors. Let's do it. Actually, I wonder. Eagle Rare? Also, um, shout out to, I got this bottle secondhand from our buddy uh, Mike Smith, um, who, no, Eagle Rare is a little bit taller. You sure? Was that the cork? Uh, oh, no, I I'm see. talking about the shoulders. I see. Like the shoulders come up higher than the, the one so. zone. Really? Oh, maybe it is the same. Oh, it's the exact same bottle, guys. I think it is. It is the same. <laughs> the cork in. Yep, same bottle. Huh. Bizarre. <laughs> okay, well. I mean, I guess there are only so many bottles to choose from when sure. you're branding. Or if you don't want to like make a new exclusive bottle. 
Well, here's here's my thing with it. Whoa, okay. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. you're super generous. Thank you. I, it's a new thing. Look, so I, I, got, didn't... I got this bottle secondhand, so. That's nice of you. Um, Perry gave a good pour. That's what I was <laughs> exclaiming on. I mean, you can trade with Chad if you want. Nah. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> Chad, pour some more for yourself. No, if you fine. Um, it's funny. Uh, last episode I did with... Um, Curtis, uh, we reviewed a weeded bourbon. It was the Weller 12. So we've been on a bit of a, a weeded kick. Not a fan of the nose there, sir? That does not smell like a weeded bourbon. Okay. I, I not, didn't say I wasn't a fan. It just does not nose like a weeder. I'm not sure about the nose so far. Are you getting much of anything on the nose? I'm getting youngness. Okay. Youth. Youth. Youths. 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 <laughs> Yeah, I get a little like grassiness, like outdoorsy kind yeah. of, and some musty and. But there's not much. Like an old log. <laughs> <laughs> so when you go camping. <laughs> wow. Yule log. Old log. Old, old log. log. Old log desserts. You know, kind of damp, kind of moldy. Yeah. yeah you that. sit on it when you're camping by a fire, and it, you just sit there because. So. <laughs> This is, not, uh, this is yeah, not. Because that's what's around. <laughs> you forgot chairs. You didn't bring chairs, so you just chill there. <laughs> this is not uh, Old Scout, so this is their own juice. This is theirs, yeah. Which I think is really cool. I mean, they're they're starting to move towards their own distillate. Yeah. Um, so I mean, good on them for that. Um, but you know, we'll see. No age statement on this bottle. So that's okay. It should be four should years be four or years. older. Yeah. Does the smell kind of citrusy to you? Kind of citrusy and like, like, okay, like a bitter chocolate. And it's reminding me specifically of a really terrible Easter candy I had one time. And it was like a <laughs> chocolate shell with like some sort of orange gel in the yeah, middle. Yeah, that's what it is. And it yeah. was gross. <laughs> it smells very, not very, but it smells baked goods to me in a way. As a bread quality. Okay, I, I get it a little bit now that. I get the citrus that you're talking about. I think it is orange, but I think it's like an orange flavoring. <coughs> yeah, I, I agree with that. Well, we'll, we'll find Not out. Not orange juice. It does taste young. Spicy. It's hot. very hot. For a weeder. Not spicy, it's... but hot. Yeah, which is really strange for a... And it's hitting me, yep, front of the tongue. You know, it's so strange. Did he tell you that Dixon Deadman told us that? Told you what? Pay attention to where you experience the most tingling and flavor yeah. on your tongue because the front, if someone blinded you with this, the mm -hmm. front half is hot like wheat yeah. and the back half is rye. And so when something goes to the back of your tongue, you know it's a rye mash bill. Interesting. When something goes to the front of your tongue, you know it's like a sweeter wheat mash bill. I'm learning something on my own show. Is that interesting? And you, <laughs> when you taste it again, notice that like it really, I will say, it activates the front of your tongue. Mm -hmm. You know what? The finish is actually really nice. The finish this. is nice. The youth is there. Mm, I don't know. I think I only have one pen. That's fine. I'll share. You got your own pen. I have my own pen. You always bring your own no, pen. I'm a graphic designer. Yep. There's a spider over there. <laughs> I'm scared. You'll kill it later. Yeah, I'll kill it later. He's just hanging out right now. He's fine. Little spider. What's no. his name? Do we have a name for him yet? Why do you assume it's a him? Do we have a name for it? <laughs> Charlotte. <laughs> How original. What a web she weaves. Stevie the spider. No. 
I don't like it. <laughs> so never pull fleshy piercings? Yes, Chad. Ew, that's disgusting. We've we've been over this before, Sarah. <laughs> okay, so yeah, the the as Chad alluded to, our review system is a nose palette finish and price which we use the uh, acronym never pull fleshy piercings. That's disgusting. <laughs> um, each category is out of 10, or excuse me, out of five. Wow. Out of 10, we're really changing up the game. Um, each category is out of five, and at the end we total it up for out of 20. I didn't say that right, but that's okay. Um, and then we let you know whether or not you should buy it. Um, Price-wise, this is about $55. Okay. Um. I did not pay this, of course, because I got it secondhand. But we'll, for the sake graciously. of this test, we'll yes. assume that you paid it's $55. $55. Have you guys had um, the Wilderness Trail bottled and bond yet? I own a bottle. I have not opened it yet. Okay. <laughs> I should have brought it to compare it, um, or to compare this to it. Um, it reminds me quite a bit of it in terms of, like, the baked goodsiness, um, but it does still maintain... Some of the actually, if you put this side by side with the Wilderness Trail, mm-hmm. I don't know if I would be able to tell the difference between the two. Interesting. They're that both weeded. Give me a whole lot of confidence. <laughs> They're both weeded bourbons. Okay. Um, so, you know, be that as it may. Sarah's very <laughs> secretive about her results. I don't want him cheating on me. <laughs> <laughs> we do have to go back through a little bit to. Oh, I already finished. Wow, you were I'm that kid in class really who rushes till the end of the test, and the teacher's like, it's not a race. <laughs> <laughs> but I, it is but a I'm race, first, and I'm going right? to finish first. But I, I came in first place, though, but, right? But it, if it were a race, I would be first, but I, right? I would have won. Yeah. <laughs> if you ain't first, you're last. <laughs> exactly. No, some things I puzzle over more, and this is not one of those things <laughs> that requires more puzzling. Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident in this, this one as well. Wow, that's unfortunate. <laughs> <clears throat> all right. I hope we all put the same thing. Done. I there's doubt a, it. There's a strong chance. Do we want to go category by category? Let's change it up a little bit oh, and go category by category. Okay. okay. Um, I'm in. So okay. this is uh, batch number four, if anyone has the same batch. Okay. So Batches. Um, batches. <laughs> sounds batches? of batches. Yeah. Uh, Nose, what did you guys think? I put a two. I did it as well. I gave it a two, <laughs> Clark. Yeah, we all. I, I think that's um, a pretty good consensus, though, that it's just kind of. Mm, I and, think the Calumet knows worse than this. Yes. I agree. Yes, I sure. agree. So that's why I put out a two. Yeah. No, I've definitely. It's like, what's a one, you know? Um, I'll tell you what's a zero the cherry wood smoked barley. Oh, Woodford. my God. <laughs> Don't mention it. It's just like, oh, getting punched in the stomach every time Again, we talk about it. Go back and listen to that episode because we absolutely aye, aye, shred aye. it. Yeah, I want to sample that again. No. I'll, Why would you want to hurt I yourself? Ha- like I said, I have a, I have another little sample of it from Swan. So. Really but you didn't bring it with you. Blocked it from my memory. As a matter of no, I didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't. He, bring always, it. he I brings left it, it everywhere he goes. <laughs> I'm really trying to pawn it. It's your, the same thing as your E.H. Taylor single barrel. <laughs> You're just trying <laughs> yeah. to get rid Wet of it. Wet hay is what we determined that. Tastes like. <laughs> well, we said that the uh, the cherry smoked barley tasted like you took cherries and put them in a carpet and just rubbed your foot <laughs> into <laughs> it. <laughs> Taste and smelled like and that. And set that carpet on fire for the smoke. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> okay, so we all pretty much said two on the nose. What did you guys think about the palate, though? Two. I gave it a 2.5. I actually gave it a three. Okay. We're all across the board. I didn't like it. I liked I thought it was it. the best part of it. I 
But see, I thought that the finish was the best part. I agree mm, with you. Yeah. I, no, I disagree with that, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought that the palette maintained a pretty decent sweetness to it that I, you know, I thought was not bad, but it was also fairly middle of the road-ish, not quite one note, um, but it had something that was at least a little bit interesting. I think it's me. a really short palette. It immediately starts going to the finish, and the finish, I didn't really care for. I think that's really where you get the the nose and the finish is where I feel like I I'm getting the youth. See, for me, the the front end of the palette is where a lot of the youth is coming from. Uh, I experienced it the same as you. Yeah, like there you guys go again. I, know, I don't right? know how this keeps happening. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we're on the same page for friends sure. forever. Yeah, yeah. Aww, we, we should, should get, get bracelets. Or, uh, <laughs> we can do shirts. You should get shirts with bracelets on it. <laughs> oh geez. Um, yeah, I agree. I think the reason I scored the palette at a two. Oh, hold that thought. Go ahead and say it. You know what? Before I go into my sentence, yeah. You, you should it. have a bracelet with uh, what do you call the little charm with the front half of a tongue and you should have a bracelet with a charm with a back half of the tongue and when you put them together it forms a full tongue <laughs> that's Why weird be one half of the tongue and the like the like the left half palette. and the right half because that's not how you experience things you experience things front middle back it's gonna look weird but we'll talk about <laughs> this they're gonna do it folks they're gonna do it all right go ahead or his can say spice and mine can say nice and we put them together it'll be oh quality superb um and yours can say sugar no chai. i Oh, jeez. I'll say nutty. <laughs> It'll just, a solid tongue. With it doesn't one match zone. with anyone else's. It doesn't go with anyone one else's. One zone and says nutty. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, we really Just a do pair of two nuts yeah, and it says nutty. nutty. Jeez. It's like like the, um, what is it that hangs the off the back? The nuts. Of, yeah, exactly. The bull testicles. We'll just yeah, put okay. the little character from Ice Age on there, too. Nutty. The little, um, the the little squirrel. 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 Yeah. I can't mm-hmm. remember his name. Um, but oh. yeah, I thought like you, I I gave it a two because I think the youth is on the front end of the palette, and mm. I like it best when it goes into the finish. Mm-mm. I do too. So that's why I gave the finish a three. Wrong. I gave it a three point five. Oh, you're yeah. more generous than me. I'm <coughs> hating was, today. I, we're talking about finish. Yeah, yeah. two point five. Okay. So we're all in the rough. Yeah, well, I mean, we like, averaged a three. So, which is mine? Okay. What'd you guys <laughs> give on the price though? Go ahead. Two. 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 Yeah. So I, did we all wind up with a total 9. of 10? 9.5? 9. I had a 10. Um, so oh, you're a 9. I'm a 9.5. You're a 10. Yeah. Okay. Um, so hardest, middle of the road. Most generous. They can't, <laughs> most see, generous. You. They can't see you pointing. <laughs> I'm pointing at Sarah. Hardest, <laughs> me. I was a tough road, critic. <laughs> Perry, most generous. I was a tough critic on this one, and I think it's because I want to like a smooth ambler product so bad, but I just don't. I don't know. Maybe I'm just like biased against it. I will say this is my favorite one that I've had, and if that speaks, it's not for me. I have a uh, a barrel pick, uh, store pick from was the lion share lion share. Oh, you should I try that again? Maybe yeah, I should, you should try that. Do again. you remember the rye pick that I I brought over for you to try? I feel like I didn't like that either. Yeah. Oh really? I remember not liking the Yippie Kaye, and I remember not liking that. I will you say this: more recently had the rye pick. Boo rye. Really? I actually like son of boo rye. No. Okay. Boo <laughs> Have I had Boo I don't think I've had that. I don't know. Hmm. I've seen it a lot recently. So yeah. if you guys want a bottle, let me know and I can no, I have pick a it up bottle. for you. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Just haven't opened it. Yeah, fair enough. But, yeah. Um, I, okay. 
Man, I was really excited about this. I'm, sorry. I'm sad. Overall thoughts, though, I don't think that it's terrible. No. I really don't. I don't know if I'm going to go back to this anytime soon, though. And I, I was saying earlier that if I put it side by side with the Wilderness Trail, I wouldn't be able to distinguish the two. I mm. was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I was wrong. definitely wrong. I I think that the Wilderness Trail is a much better product really? than this is. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, I think that the Wilderness Trail is more drinkable. Um, it's more approachable. Um, it, it does also maintain a little bit of youth, but it's not going to... I mean, we all kind of cringed a little bit with this one. It doesn't have the same cringiness. <laughs> I've heard good things about it. Yeah, I I really did like it. Um, this though, take it or leave it. Okay, so uh, we finished up our review, and uh, we're going to move into our infamous segment, tips and bits. Um, Chad and Sarah, what tips and bits do you have for this? Uh, you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? I'll go first. Um, let's see. Well. I guess we're talking about... I'll go ahead and talk about some shows first. <laughs> um, really digging Westworld. You know, watching that every week. A little bit behind. Super good. Um, I would recommend The Handmaid's Tale to anyone who has Hulu. Unless you want something happy and lighthearted <laughs> and then don't watch it. Um, if you want something happy and lighthearted, I've just been... Re- I've never seen The Office all the way through. So I'm working my way through that. And How close are you to being done? Um... I'm in season seven of nine. Is okay. that right? So you're getting yeah. there. Yep. But I was watching it last night on cable, which was farther ahead than what I'm watching. And like there was a scene where Jim and Pam fight. And because I'm in this, I'm actually in the season where they're okay. And I just randomly saw this scene where she's crying and they're fighting. And it made me just start crying. And I think it was because like, it's Jim and Pam. You guys can't do this to me. This is out of nowhere. What's okay, happened? Okay. Yeah. Spoilers for season nine of The Office. Once it gets there, it's a real rough time. I like, mean, it does. I, I was not prepared for it. I was like, this is not the show I signed up to watch. (laughs) Just crying on the couch (laughs) with my Knob Creek cast (laughs) ring. I was going to say by yourself, but no, the Knob Creek was there too. Which I would also recommend. And um, what else have I been drinking? Uh, You know, I got a bottle of Weller Special Reserve for my my parting gift from I've recently got a new job. Mm -hmm. And it's been a long time since I've had it just by itself and gone to it. We've been drinking the 107. Yeah. And you know what? It's just a really good, like, I was, pa- I was painting last week, and I was like, this is something I can casually drink while I'm painting and not be like, I'm wasted face down in paint. <laughs> so, <laughs> Which I'm sure is a fun thing to walk <laughs> in on, Chad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so those are my tips and bits. Nice. Chad, it sounds what? awful when I say my tips and your bits. Your tips and bits, <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Chad, what are your tips and bits? Different Wait, podcast. tips and bits. Tips and bits. Uh, well, I think last time I was on, I recommended a show that I hadn't watched, but I thought I would like, and, you and that was like Final it? Space. I do like it. Oh, so okay. That's good. I will officially recommend <laughs> Final Space on TBS or the TBS app. Um, <laughs> and I just want to recommend again, you know, Nerdist changed names to the ID10, ID10T podcast. Okay. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. So they're the ID10T because Legendary bought Nerdist and he would have mm-hmm. had to have paid the money to continue using the Nerdist name, so he just switched names. But it's the same exact show. They even kept the show numbering, which is good, because they were almost That's getting nice. to 1,000. I'm like, no, you can't <laughs> start again. That would literally kill in the Chad 900s. to start it's again. Like, it's like when they um, start like Action Comics over from number one exactly. again. But Ugh. then they're like, no, but we're almost to the 1,000th issue. Like, exactly. It's not, no, yeah. uh, don't do that me. to me. <laughs> yeah. It's just, he's, you know, say what you will about 
uh, Chris Hardwick, but he's just a really good conversationalist, and I think that is a yeah. skill to have, to never have a, um, well, what should we talk about now? <laughs> it really is. Moments <laughs> that never happens in his podcast. He the- always knows where to go next. He always has something queued up. And I think that is a skill that is overlooked. So I wish I had that. Too. Yeah, I recommend the ID. I do too. <laughs> ID10T podcast. Cool. Um, I have a couple of things to recommend. The first one is I've been. Um, I cannot stop talking about it on this show for whatever reason. But Arrested Development, mm-hmm. um, the newest season just came, or the first half of the newest season just came out. Um, and in tandem with that, I've been listening to the Hop Ons podcast, um, which is a just an Arrested Development um, review show. Um, those guys are actually going to be on the show in a, in a couple of weeks too. On on this is my bourbon podcast, um, where we're just going to drink bourbon and talk about cool <laughs> rest of development for That's a, awesome. for the sake of. <coughs> There's always money in the banana. Stand. Doing something, yeah, <laughs> definitely. I just blew myself. I heard some like <laughs> negative things about Jeffrey Tambor lately, though. That kind of really bummed me out. Um, I, I saw uh, the interview, I, or I, I listened to the interview I that they did. Don't uh, want to get into it too much here. But that interview actually really upset me. It was um, a like sucky it was, interview. It was brutal. It was awful. And like I always had, like Jason Bateman and and even Tony Hale, who just seems like this innocent mm-hmm. creature, in pretty high regards. And after that whole, yeah, thing, it really kind of soured me towards their, their, I th- think you know, towards their character. It's unfortunate that they took the stances that they did, but I think that they've probably learned a very valuable lesson, which is to think before you speak about not only what you're saying, but who you're affecting. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, it's, and they've yeah. apologized for, they've apologized it's for icky. what they said. It was too. so icky. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, I don't want to get too deep into we it won't. either. They apologized for it and everything, but you know, this is not the place for no, no, <laughs> talking so, sorry, about I shouldn't have brought of, it up. No, 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 no. It's okay. It's just like it. It's such it a. It was top of mind. It's such a like touchy subject. Sure. And the reaction, especially from Jessica Walter, who plays Lucille, um, on Arrest Development, like mm-hmm. her reaction to the whole thing, like she openly was crying. Yeah, and that's always just so hard. I mean that right? that and, and it's like, like it's Lucille. We don't want to. Yeah, and like she's supposed to be this real tough. <laughs> yeah like horrible woman too but like you know to see her that vulnerable it's just it was it was really hard i will still but watch it though i will i will still watch it i i watched it and um they do actually make a reference to all of the behind the scenes drama really mm-hmm. oh like, interesting like first episode I okay think. cool well i'm gonna have to watch um, it i didn't watch uh, like the remixed episodes like i watched the fourth season or was it that the fourth yeah. season mm-hmm. yeah. and then I, I didn't like it, and then they re- they like remixed them. Yeah. I haven't watched that because I was like, it, yeah, the remix actually helps the, the storyline quite Maybe a bit. I'll have to start f- I think I'll start from the beginning. I well, that's what I've been doing too. And what I did was I watched, so I watched the fifth season, or I watched the remix, then I watched the fifth season, and then I started back from the beginning, and now I'm back to the fifth season again. <laughs> Dang, baby, this what is you what happen- doing? Well, this is what happens when you're unemployed and just graduated from college. So. You watch a shitload of Arrested Development. <laughs> I really yeah. did, though. I really did. Anyway, um, so the Hop Ons podcast guys are going to be on uh, in a couple of weeks. And then um, I know I'm going to get some eye rolls, but Dave Matthews Band just came out with a new album <laughs> <laughs> recently, too. I'm a big- so many people just went, Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> 
I really do like. I, I mean, I'm a pretty big Dave Matthews Band fan, but um, their new albums. Everyone has good. their thing, right? Uh, oh, jeez! Wow. I'm kidding. <laughs> that brutal. I'm kidding. <laughs> I like Dave Matthews. Perry is now under the table and he's dreaming. <laughs> I am. Thrilled. I made him cry. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been a fun episode. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, thank you guys for sticking with us for a very long episode of This is My Bourbon Podcast. Um, Chad and Sarah, if people want to follow up with you on social media, where can they do that? Well, if they're still listening, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they can first and foremost go to youtube.com slash it's bourbon night. Yeah. What's on the horizon for you guys, by the way? I meant to ask you that up top. And <clears throat> Ooh, well, I, well, hmm. I is mean, there anything there's several can... new products coming out that I know we want to uncork and that some of them we have to get our hands on and stuff, but I'd say most prominently on the horizon is a barrel proof flight fight series similar to the rye series that we did um i'm very excited about that i'm not sure how that's going to work out because like doing four in one is going to be just so drunk (laughs) yeah um so i think we're going to work on like logistically how does that work but we really want to do that because people have asked yeah you know especially like what is the best bookers well we have to do that flight before we get into Mm -hmm. the barrel proof but anyways that should be a fun Intoxicated ride. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. And beyond that, um, we've talked about redoing our our fifty under twenty five, but maybe maybe mm-hmm. making it fifty under thirty. Yeah, because yeah, prices, prices have, have changed. Changed. Some things have gone away. New things have been introduced. So right. But you, that will have to be at a separate time from the. Mm, correct. Yes. Yeah. It's <laughs> a quite an undertaking. <laughs> Yeah, and you guys are still doing like your Sunday live streams. Mm-hmm. We do live stream every Sunday. Everything. Yep. Occasionally, Try. it'll be on a Saturday or something, depending on an event. Or yeah, we want to get on location as something. much as possible, yeah. but that's a work in progress, a ramp up for the live stuff. So yeah, yeah for sure. Show people what's around here. <laughs> so mm-hmm. and then you're at it's Bourbon Night on social media. At it's too, Bourbon right? Night on social media. Um, like you said, we've got. The YouTube channel, most prominently, go watch, mm-hmm. especially that Old Crow Reserve video. Um, <laughs> like I said, it's linked below. Yep. And so. then, yeah, we got our Patreon, <laughs> patreon.com slash it's bourbon night. Lots of things going on there. We took a poll about what should be in our barrel-proof flight. That was fun. Um, and, uh, yeah. Amazon.com slash shop slash it's bourbon night. Yeah, you just drank out of a Tribeca glass, which is on that list. I did. Yeah. I love these glasses. <laughs> Ooh, I got to show you the uh, baby bottle, like, grass stick drainer that I bought Chad for his that sounds really weird it's a I know what you're talking about like (laughs) it's a dish drying it's like grass tool that tool is (laughs) specifically made to hold baby bottles upright but works incredibly well for small sample bottles (laughs) Glencairns things like that it's a lifesaver compared to just like putting it on a drying mat and hoping that it doesn't fall over because they all fall over oh yeah always yeah. So, anyways, um, that's all. I'm gonna put that on. Should put that in tips and bits. <gasps> tips and bits. Go buy one of those. It's like twelve dollars. It'll change your life when it comes to drying your glassware. I'm not kidding you. It's amazing. Yeah, I might have to get one. I think you should. Yeah, I probably should. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, if you want to follow us on social media, we are at my bourbon pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, you can send us emails with questions and comments and suggestions i guess at uh this is my bourbon shop at gmail.com chad's stroking his mustache in a very strange manner inward instead of outward <laughs> i know it's, it's against the grain <laughs> um what else if you want to become a patron of our show as well you can head to patreon.com slash my bourbon podcast for as little as a dollar a month 
Um, what else? What else? Thank you all for listening. Give us a five star rate and review on Instagram or Instagram on iTunes or Google Play or whatever you're listening to. I don't think you can't even rate on Instagram. Or just go on there and like him. This has been a really long episode <laughs> <laughs> on a very early afternoon in the on a Saturday. Um, anyway, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, next week, I'm going to be digging into uh, an archive episode with my dad and my brother. Um, that's <laughs> that's an interesting and fun episode, so be on the lookout for that. Um, but until then, I'm Perry, and this is my Bourbon Podcast. <laughs>